Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What is up, Gypsy Gang? We're back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast, and I'm excited, as usual, for this one. My guest today is a burly local by the name of Benny Mawson. Benny is a co-owner and founder of the Freedom Float Center in Burley Heads, and we've been wanting to do this podcast for a while. Quick shout out to Katie Eels. Uh, she put me onto Benny, actually. Um, and then once I started following Benny, realized we had a bunch of mutual friends and connections. Um, but man, just absolutely love this guy's energy. I love the things that he invests his time into. I love what he's about. Uh, also, really love the center that he's built in Burley. Um, it is a, a, a center it's like, just like a wellness center uh, they do massage they do yoga uh, they have float tanks they have saunas it's such an incredible facility and it's so close to the studio so uh, I went there had a, a one-hour float a couple of weeks ago actually just before we recorded this podcast um, and it was an epic experience I'd done it before uh, but just I'm in a completely different place in my life now so doing it now um, was a much different experience and it's something that I'll be doing a lot of um, if you enjoy this podcast and you want to try it for yourself uh, and you're in Queensland or like in the Gold Coast area um, Benny is going to do 55 dollar floats for anybody that mentions the podcast so that's 30 percent off so um, yeah if you ever wanted to try it um, it's a, a super cheap way to get in uh, and have a crack so thank you so much to Benny thank you so much uh, to the Freedom Float Center um, and the, the facility that they have it's honestly incredible um, we're brought to you today by the guys at Manscaped you can head to manscaped.com and use the code Gypsy Gang to get 20% off. Um, huge shout out to those guys for jumping on board. We're also brought to you by the guys at CMBT Nutrition. You can head to cmbt.com.au, use the code Gypsy and get 15% off. Uh, shout out to the guys at Crick's Tweed. I am in Sydney right now and I'm about to load up the old Triton with the most shit that has ever been in it um i'll post a photo to instagram but massive thank you to the guys at cricks uh i've absolutely 
loved having the Triton um, as my daily driver for the past 12 months. So crickstweed.com.au, ask for Kyle. Uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at Fist Handwear. You can use the code fuckjace for 20% off or Gypsy Gang, but I'm guessing you're probably going to prefer fuckjace. Uh, you can also head to dixonquality.com.au, use the code Gypsy Gang, and that is going to get you 15% off as well. Quick shout out to the guys at Boost Mobile. You can head to boost.com.au to join Australia's best prepaid service provider. Uh, And a shout out to the guys at Rival Inc. Design Co. You can head to rivalincdesigncode.com, use code GYPSYGANG, and you are going to get a 15% off. Uh, I have some exciting little projects in the works. So I will be utilizing the services of rival quite creatively in the coming weeks so i'm excited stay tuned for that uh give them a follow on instagram if you want to see any of the stuff that uh, we have going on with those guys as well all right that's it thank you very much from me to you big love i enjoyed this episode love and kindness and uh being a great person is a theme of this podcast so i hope you all enjoy Benny Mawson, welcome to the Gypsy Tales podcast. Thanks, mate. Great to be here. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. So uh, I actually fully just thought, so Benny is the co-founder, one of the owners of Freedom Float Center in Burley, just a couple hundred meters away from us. We've been wanting to do this for a while. I fully thought yesterday when I posted the picture of you, one of your tanks that like everybody would have been across what a float tank is in 2021 but to my surprise I had a lot of people hit me up that actually had no idea what mm. that was or what the whole float tank thing was and then on the other side of that I had a ton of people reach out that said dude how good is it oh I'm so glad you're doing this like so it was a very mixed response, but it was very different to what I thought it would be. So I didn't think we'd go too hard into the float tank thing because there's so much other stuff you've got going on. Yeah. But then after yesterday's experience and then posting the photo and the feedback that I got, I was like, damn, we really need to let some people know what float tanks are. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, I guess Joe Rogan's a huge one who's a big advocate for float floating and has one in his own house. Um, that'd be nice. He, um, a lot of people, we call them Roganites who are rolling in and they've listened to him and they're like, probably expect to see purple dragons and unicorns flying around in their first float session. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you kind of, kind of got to rein them in a little bit, but, yeah. um, yeah, a lot of people haven't heard of it and, um, they're all into it for various reasons as well. And even people that are living just, um, around the corner, ha- we've been there for five and a half, six years now. And yeah. some people were like never heard of you guys so it's pretty crazy but um i guess the different benefits like obviously athletes and people like that are probably well versed on them for the um recovery side of things but i think the biggest thing at the moment the studies that have been done um in the u.s on the effect the impact that it can have on mental health disorders and like serious like um, clinical anxiety, depression, um, social anxiety, panic disorder, and things like that. And some of the tests, um, the 
um, case studies and things they've done have just been crazy with the benefits that people who are really um, suffering high levels of those types mm. of things are getting from just floating. So it's pretty interesting. Um, and yeah, we had a guy, Dr. Justin Feinstein, who is from the US and he's done a lot of studies um, on float therapy and he's designed this room. And so people who are obviously on that high end of um, like PTSD and panic disorder and things like that, mm. he gave them the option rather than having to go the full sensory deprivation, light out and everything. They designed the room so they could have the light on or the light off, um, but it's a control. So you can not- see it through the crack in the... Or through like the split uh, in the actual in the tank door. itself. No, yeah. well, they he designed a room, so the room would it would be more like a pool. Oh, and then it was yeah, still yeah, yeah. with the same buoyancy, but then yep. they're floating. But then when they turn the light out, the room was controlled with temperature and light, and then so it could be pitch black. Yeah, he was a, he's a clinical neuropsychologist, and he was under the impression that the external stimulus that we get like because if you think about evolution as it has been um our brains like up until the last 20 years technology has everything's gone at quite a slow rate or even like last 100 years yeah everything's just evolved quite slowly and if you think about smartphones for example now most amazing device ever created possibly but the most detrimental to our mental health right now because we had times of like stillness like hunter gatherer days go for a hunt sit around the fire shoot the shit have a laugh have a sleep now then books came along and newspapers but now you've got this little device that you're constantly like overloading our brain with more stimulus any spam second we've got whether it's productive or not productive isn't really the point that our brain is just on all the time and so then he sort of thought that it was that um reducing that stimulus to the brain is what was making people feel quite calm but what he actually found out half the study wanted the light on and everything because they didn't want to go into that darkness because it would freak them out um and half did it with pure darkness with the sensory deprivation as they call it and the results were exactly the same so i think it's more laying in that um magnesium drenched solution because it doesn't feel like water after a while you it's heated to your body temperature and you feel sometimes you feel like you're actually part of the water did you did you know that our body actually doesn't have water receptors in our skin so mm. the only way we can feel water is via movement or temperature. Mm, crazy. So there's we have no water receptors. So if you if if you got hit by a raindrop and you couldn't feel the movement or the temperature difference, you wouldn't know no. that you were wet. Yeah, interesting. So that's why. And I actually I never knew that the fir- the first time I did a float tank, I never knew that. That but yesterday I read a book sometime last year but it was um it was called conscious by annika harris and it would talk about the way that um our conscious experience is just an amalgamation of senses and that these senses uh like you can look at a raindrop on your skin moving and then you associate that oh that's that's the feeling of water but you're you're not actually feeling it Mm. so it was kind of an anecdote in this book to explain her point 
about the way that the amalgamation of your senses is what uh, leads to your conscious experience. But I never knew that. Which I, I didn't then, know that. So then <laughs> yesterday, I had that thought in my head when I was doing the float because the the temperature's the same as your skin. So you remove that variable. And then when you get into the a state, you're in the tank for an hour. And when you don't move and there's no ripples and there's no nothing going on, you've got no movement either so that's why you, you literally can't feel it the water mm. i guess yeah and it's like being in well they liken it to being in the womb again right so yeah. whether it's to do with that or not i, well, don't I know. think i think it's because of um the way that like if you look at evolution like everything came out of the ocean mm. so like you would it wouldn't make sense for so for like a fish doesn't feel water in the way that we feel water it'd be more like the way that it felt uh, the way that we feel air I guess. walking around yeah yeah, yeah yeah so yeah super interesting eh? but yeah. yeah so you can't feel the water yeah and sometimes you just seriously feel like yeah like every session can be so different and yeah. i've had some struggles in there and then i've had amazing experiences some are more for the mind some are for the body and if you just work through that stuff but um the best ones i've had would be when i'm consciously aware because i would sleep a lot in the pod which i froth on that it's like any chance for a fucking uninterrupted nap i'm taking that but um but when you're in there and you're completely consciously aware but your mind is so still and your body is so relaxed and you're like a crocodile on the in the sun just laying there and you honestly i've felt like this is bliss like i could lay here for hours like this but they're not you're not going to go in every time and get that experience you know so it's just when you get them it's great but it's like going to a yoga class or anything yeah, and sometimes yeah. you really get in the zone and you get into all your postures and at the end you get that nice little relaxation but then other days you might hit the mat same with jitsu or anything and you're just getting subbed out left right and center yeah. nothing comes off and then other days you just get in that flow state and you're just like shit yeah you're just on yeah so what was the the study that um so there was the two that did uh with a little bit of light and then with full separate sensory deprivation and and so they didn't find much difference for people there was no difference at all so and the results that they had like you got people on heavy um pharmaceutical meds like benzodiazepam and things like that and these people that are floating were having more profound longer lasting states of calmness than the drugs so which is crazy you know like but you've got to be objective as well and look at it and just see that someone who's on that higher level of anxiety and stress they're going to get a far better result than one of us possibly if we're not in that same heightened state all the time so some people do feel good for quite a long time afterwards but people on that sort of spectrum are going to be like feeling so calm and noticeably different for like quite because a long it's period. Because such a big departure from there. From where they were to where they go to. State, so yeah. then they get to like normal levels of calmness where for us it'll take the edge off a little bit and some days it might feel like it's a big relief doing it. Yeah. But allowing your body to just be still and your nervous system to slip into that parasympathetic rest and digest because most of us are in fight flight all yeah. the time it's rare now and to allow your body to do that 
that prepares you for rest. So you might get the benefits when you get out of there, you're feeling pretty chilled. Yeah. Go home, get a good night's sleep. And then it all just, you know, it's com- like a snowball compounds. effect. Yeah, yeah snowball yeah. effect. And yeah, so you're just feeling, I think a lot of us hold a lot of stress and tension, trauma in yeah. our bodies where we're carrying that with us. So then there's no way we can say stress causes this disease or that disease, but what stress will do will stop our body functioning the way it should be yeah, functioning. Yeah, just tax the system. And we're holding holding stress down here somewhere and my digestive system isn't working properly or it affects my gut health. So then I'm not absorbing nutrients the right way and then that it just compounds like mm. or, or your blood pressure and things like that. So it can lead to other issues down the track. So doing things that you can release that tension from the body is like such a powerful thing, whether it's stretching or exercise or floating or whatever it is, you know, like where you can allow your body to sort of release that. And there's some crazy stuff out there that that tremoring, I don't know if you've seen that. They basically get people into like a sub, it's a subconscious thing. They get you into a state and they'll get your body to start tremoring. It looks like people are having a seizure. It's It's crazy. And... This is something they've done with great success for like um, people with post-traumatic stress disorder and like military, like soldiers and stuff like that that are having like crazy episodes and they get them in because when animals go through a traumatic experience, um, there's like footage, the animals will shiver and tremor afterwards and it's like once they do that they've released that from the body and then they just go about their day that's like have you ever found like a fucked up possum or something like that and they're like just shaking you're like this thing's fucked like it's it's done and then two seconds later it's It's back to happy days cruising from tree to tree but that's their way of like releasing that trauma from the body where humans you hold on to it well yeah especially men like without generalizing but growing up from the hunter-gatherer days and the men are the warriors and they have to hold this and not show weakness and then you carry this shit with you like fucking bad luggage for the rest of your days and yeah and then um it affects you in different ways but if you don't release that like it's going to cause your grief lead you into mental health disorders yeah but our minds are so powerful that like there's even um story i tell people so my mother she loves loves dogs when she was a little girl, she was walking one day and a Dalmatian, which are beautiful dogs, yeah. not known to be aggressive at all, came up and bit her. And my mum, to this day, is still living in that moment. She'll go up to a pit bull and hug a pit bull. <laughs> if she sees a Dalmatian, she will not go near it. And I'm like, wow, how powerful is the human mind that you are still living in that moment from mm. 60, 55 years ago, 60 years ago. And that's what trauma will do to you. It, you're basically, it will take you back to that moment. And yeah. it's just like, yeah. like a bad trip or something, you know? And it's just like, boom, yeah. you're in there again. And it's like, unless you can do things to release that, you're going to be carrying that with you for the rest of your days. And that's where these triggers come up for people like that have gone through violent relationship, abusive relationships, things like that. And a trigger will come up and that will just put them right back in that moment and yeah. just sends them off, you know? So, yeah. yeah well, the, some of the stuff that I've been reading lately, um, I've been reading a lot about just like the human experience, um, human consciousness, um, just the brain in general. And one of the, um, 
one of the more interesting things is like this kind of shift that neuroscientists are going away from this like triune brain like the animal brain the reptilian brain then then the neocortex neocortex and then rational over emotional like that kind of shit's sort of all out the window now and most neuroscientists are moving towards like a prediction model Mm. that the brain is just constantly ahead of time predicting um, situations based on past experiences and it's just constantly drawing back and then it's trying to uh, deliver you these predictions kind of before real time and then the self that you think you are as in Benny or Jace or whatever that's kind of the last person to know about what's actually going on and when you think about the that prediction model it makes sense in when you uh, look at trauma that this is how I felt then when I saw this dog and then you see this dog again and it's like that prediction just matches up if that trauma is something that you you know you kind of haven't worked through and it's like that anxiety and the fear associated with shit like that it's like that's just served to you on a plate if you had a conscious choice mm. in it you just say like oh fuck I don't want to feel like that but that's just not how it's delivered yeah. you know yeah I've been watching Gaia and stuff a bit like um you got Netflix and all that, and Gaia's a different one. It's got a lot more spiritual stuff. But then, oh, yeah. Um, it's pretty cool, but there's a lot about, like, extraterrestrials and things like that um, and consciousness. I've been watching a lot on, like, consciousness and things as well, and <clears throat> we're just field, a field of consciousness, basically, or how our thoughts can impact everything, and I guess that's the whole... Um, the secret, like, um, doing, like... Uh, what's the secret again the law of of attraction and manifesting and so you got all that stuff but when you're putting intention towards things so some people think it's just whack and it's way out there and you know it goes to the point where people like are we in a video game what is this life you know like it's crazy how people can predict things or see things that are happening and having a center like we do I meet all the weird and wonderful people and I just love hearing it and you just take on bit, dig in a bit without going too far down the rabbit yeah, hole yeah, yeah. and living off in the one ether in, somewhere. Yeah, but, um, you know, people who have done these things with great success, like athletes and martial artists, it's almost like they predict things into reality. Like even Conor McGregor at one point when he was just talking about what he was going to do and he, he firmly believed it and he said it, he spoke it to the universe and mm. until it happened and you're just like, wow, there is something to it. And this, um, this Japanese doctor, um, Emoto, it's on YouTube and he did the water crystal test where they had water, um, like these containers with water or whatever and then they wrote words and they also said words and put intention. So they didn't just write love, hate, all these things actually put intention to it every day Mm. and they went and looked under the microscope and all the negativity all the negative ones the under the microscope the water crystals were like all distorted and on all the positive stuff and love and all this they look like snow crystals like um snowflakes really beautiful patterns full on and it's just like how do you even explain that stuff but i'm open like i'm like you know who knows because the more positivity and stuff you're sending out there like mm. you know all you can really do is like change yourself and then if you're working on yourself and you've got that inner calmness and inner clarity 
everything else is bearable like you can manage to like deal with things a little bit more rather than worrying about this coming at you that coming at you from every direction and all watching the news and all these things that are happening and just going oh my god overwhelmed this is happening now this has happened and rather than like if you can work on yourself first and be calm in yourself which is easier said than done yeah but then that's like you can manage with everything because you understand that all there is you know when you just shut your eyes and just breathe that's like this is me in essence yeah yeah no i I totally totally Mm. agree with with um i want to uh feel like we're going to get off into some cool directions but i want to stay on the float side of things for now just to explain to people maybe um ronan do you want to look up freedom float center just type that into um just so we can show the facility and what the actual pods look like for people that didn't see it because yeah i just want to give people like a good idea of floating what floating is and Mm. then the i guess uh the the center itself and then kind of go from there yeah Um, sweet because yeah just i was really surprised by how many people didn't um or just hadn't experienced or have experienced with it um but yeah so pretty much uh you go into freedom float center you go into one of the rooms uh it's quite a big room and you've got a shower in there um you've got your sort of amenities you have a shower you put some earplugs in um, and then go up to maybe the floats, Ronan, just to see. Or go, yeah, float therapy, just to get a picture of the pods. Um, and then, yeah, basically, so the water is heated to roughly skin temperature. Then your body adjusts to it anyway. Um, and then it's got a bunch of magnesium salt so that you float. You wear a little neck thing mm-hmm. behind your head to support your head. So your ears <clears throat> go underwater. But your mouth, nose, and eyes um, stay above water. And this takes no effort. Like, you just literally lean back, and then you pop up, and you start floating. So, for the first five minutes, there's music and, like, this nice blue light that you can see. Um, That lasts for five minutes. And then you... uh, So, you close that, and then... What's the next order? So, then the lights go off, but then the music keeps playing, right? Yeah. So, it's all personal preference. And... You, you can have no music or you can have it all the way. Like Some the people like it all the way, but I, I'm like you, 10 at the start, 5 at the end. So, yeah, music stops, then it's silent until five minutes before the end. And if, you're, if you've dozed off, the music gently comes back on. Yeah. If you've left the light off, the light comes on at yeah. the end. And if that doesn't wake you up, the filter startles you awake. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. you don't know what day it is and what's going on. Um, yeah. But the thing, the preconceived ideas around it, and this is the crazy thing, like still people haven't been and they buy vouchers for people and they're like, I could never do it, I'm too claustrophobic. And then even if you look at this, if we try and like show people that you can have the lid up, the light on, music on the whole time, because the biggest thing for fear and like say claustrophobia, I believe, is relinquishing control or not having control of yes. a situation yeah but what i've seen people come in with the claustrophobia and over a few sessions when they know that they can switch the light off they can pull the door down they've got control yeah yeah it's not a drama yeah but when if i was telling them we're going to put you in there we shut the lid there's a latch on it you're just going to have to see it out <laughs> yeah but it's funny because some people say an hour is so long and me personally i feel like it's too short and if i go in i prefer to go like hour 45 two hour sessions 
because sometimes the monkey mind's just going and it's quite frustrating for say the first 20 minutes half an hour yeah. eventually your body just stops resisting and then once your body starts to let go your mind will go and then for some people who say an hour is too long, I think for them an hour, like an hour and a half or two hours is perfect. Would be better because they're going to get a chance to get to that point eventually. It's just yeah. like a war of attrition. Yeah, because they just don't want to let go. And if yeah. they're in there, their mind's playing that game, oh, how long's it been, how long's it been? So you're not letting go. You're not surrendering to what it is. Yeah. And when you get to that point of surrendering to what it is and not in a negative way, it's like just letting go and realizing it doesn't matter what's going on out there. I'm here and now. Mm. And once your body lets go, people, like you've, you see shifts in people who are like, oh, I would never sleep in there. And then one day they come out and they're all groggy and they're like, holy shit, I don't know what happened. That wasn't an hour. I must have fell asleep. I don't know what happened. And they freak out because mm. they're con- controlling in their life of like, did I fall asleep? I don't know what happened. And yeah. it's almost like, oh, like they've done something wrong. Yeah. And it's like, damn straight. That was sweet. Like an hour is good if we get the chance we offer people more so if it's a quiet day i'll often i'll just say do one an hour and a half do one two hours on us you know and um it's so interesting seeing the reactions of some people like mm. if they've got somewhere to be fair enough but some people go oh no an hour's more so, than yeah, enough but yeah. they like they still enjoy it yeah where other people will be like shit yeah if you'll give me three i'll stay in there for three no worries and you can yeah. see on the panel if people turn their light on or off and one a good mate i made through the center he used to go in and i'd put him in for some mega sessions and um he would just be in there meditating and wouldn't you would not see that light go on at all he'd yeah. be in there till the bitter end you know yeah. milking every last second of it and yeah. he'd come out and you'd think that he's drifted off to sleep but he'll come out and be like oh Nah, it was a bit tough today, but he just sit through all his stuff. Yeah. So that's quite like diligent to do that. Yeah, well, I had so yesterday. Um, for, so for my own experience, so I'd I'd done it once before. Uh, before I'd done it before a jiu-jitsu competition. I'd gone down to Melbourne for Pampax or Nationals. It was one of those competitions. And I was actually kind of, this was before I started meditating. So I meditate every single day now. Oh, and I have for years, uh, for a couple of years. And uh, this was before I'd started meditating. So I, I would have, I'd say I would have tried to meditate before at some point. Um, but definitely wasn't a skill I said, I would have said I had any kind of control over. So I went in and it was before this jiu-jitsu comp and I was super nervous about it. I was still a white belt and I think it was the first time I traveled and I was just wanted to relax and I was like going to try and meditate kind of thing. All I could do was fucking watch jiu-jitsu in my head. Mm. So, which ends up being great. But I was, I sort of, I wish I enjoyed it a little bit more because I was trying to like, no, just don't think about jiu-jitsu. Like <laughs> I was sort of trying to do the opposite thing. I should have just fucking gone with it. Yeah. But, um, so that was that. And then yesterday was the first time I'd done it since I had started meditating regularly. And I also smoked weed before I mm. went into it as well. Because yeah. the first time I did it sober. Yeah. And then, and it, it wasn't really a big deal because like I smoke a bit of weed anyway. So it's not, Yeah. doesn't, I don't feel like it really fucks with me that much. But so I went in yesterday uh, and then literally as the music went, I had like a bit of a freak out like in in my mind I felt very claustrophobic and I'm not claustrophobic at all yeah like in any situation in normal life and then my um I had like some pro- some sinuses and then so like I was fucking in my head about my breathing I was actually a mess I reckon <laughs> yeah, for like yeah. 
for probably 10 minutes after the music stopped to the point where I was like, fuck, do I get out and have just like a drink of water? And mm. so I was, and I, I know I'm pretty good like with my, you know, headspace with everything through meditating and shit like that. And I was fucking not good for like probably like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then that went, which I kind of knew it would. That's why I didn't want to turn the light on and didn't want to get out at mm. all because I, I knew it would go. And then I went into, um, I knew, like an hour is a long time to meditate. And I, yep. that's what I wanted to do in there was I wanted to, to meditate and try and test myself a little bit because I all of my uh, meditation sessions bar maybe like three or four a month are guided. Yep. So I don't really do unguided ones. And if I do, I'll do like a guided and then uh, unguided with like some Hertz frequencies or something like mm-hmm. that. So I was like, all right, this is going to be like a, a practice for me. Like I'm really going to try and do this for an hour. So then the first, so I, I guess I'd be probably like 15, 20 minutes in now. And I did actually notice quite a lot of like pains in my body. Yep. So like my shoulders were super tight. My chest was super tight, which I, I know anyway. My neck was fucked. So it took ages to literally feel like my body, because you're suspended there there's nothing there's no weight against you like it's literally if you're tight or sore that's your own body hanging on there's mm-hmm. nothing to to push against or to hang on nah, to yeah so there's this process <clears throat> that and i think that's probably gave me some of that weird feeling at the start too is i just felt uncomfortable um but then to that started to subside and i could like really feel like my hips were feeling good and my neck was lengthening out my shoulders were like releasing a little bit um and then i was kind of going over the so i do sam harris's app waking up oh yeah so it's all his guided stuff and i've done i've never done anything different so i know a lot of the um concepts that he's trying to get you to think of you know during the guided stuff so i kind of just went through the you know the playbook of the shit that he says yeah and then once i started drifting off i was like didn't really care i'd drift off think about it and then after a while pull myself back and then i did that for probably like 20 minutes and then i was i something kind of stuck um that he is like a concept within the meditations that you do sometimes and then that concept like i really just got a better handle of that concept than i ever have in any meditation i've ever done and then that put me into like a completely different place like it was one of the best meditation experiences I've ever had. And it was, I don't know whether you could relate to this from being in there, but you know, when like you're in there, it's pitch black, like literally for people that are listening, if you've never done it, there is no light. There is no light and there is no sound unless you're moving and making a splash and you've got earplugs in. So even that's like really faint. Like there is nothing that's the, the sound of your breathing <clears throat> is very, very loud. And even I was like exhaling and I could hear my heart, like not beating, but pumping. Like you can literally hear like the liquid in your your fucking heart. Mm. So, but anyway, so then I I got to this point where, so it's, it's dark, but you're kind of, I don't know if this will make sense, but it's like, you're looking at the darkness and you can see that it's dark. And then I got to a point where I was looking past the darkness. So it wasn't, it wasn't like uh, the concept of being in the dark wasn't there anymore. Uh, I was kind of looking past all of that shit. And I was a real, like, I, I definitely f- 
had no i wasn't asleep i had no connection to my body i had no connection to me any of the things that go on in my life any of the way that i feel there was no thinking going on i was kind of yeah i was just in this i was just having this experience and then i could kind of from some of the really good meditations that i've had it's kind of like i guess it's even like a drug trip when you're like i'm so fucked up right now and then mm. you feel it and then that kind of ruins the feeling yeah so i'm kind of cognizant of that and i had a couple times where i was sort of like me was coming back into it and then i was able to let go of that and i i don't know how long that was but i i'd say there was probably it felt like maybe 10 minutes between coming out of that and then the music coming on at the end so i spent a big majority of that session yesterday just in a like having a completely different experience to what i've i've ever had before Mm. and it was fucking unreal and i just i the last 10 minutes before the music come on i was just really happy that i'd stuck to my guns and i'd i'd done a meditation for myself it wasn't guided and then i got to a crazy place and then i felt really great after it and i just i come out of that feeling like extremely relaxed very okay yeah and I, I mean i even said to you when i walked out i was like oh, i would love to commit to doing this every single week mm-hmm. because uh yeah i mean just to get to get that opportunity to have everything removed you know it's only an hour and you can just let your mind sort of go either where it wants to go or you could try and control a little bit try and get into like that meditative kind of state um but yeah it was a incredible experience for for me yesterday um and it made me super excited for today as well and especially after having so many people message me just not even knowing what the whole thing was you know yeah that's cool so that expansiveness, I think, with the, with the darkness, like you were talking about. Yeah, what's your uh, experience with that? Well, one of the coolest ones I did was in Perth before I even had the centre here. And um, I was floating in a place called Beyond Rest over there. They're the guys that gave me the inspo, really. So yep. give them a little plug. Um, the first ones to have the like pod-type ones that we've got in Australia. Yeah. And um, I remember going in one day, and I used to go in after FIFO work to like reboot because i'd be thrashing myself working shift work and all that and i went in one day and ben the guy that one of the owners he's like i do want a bit longer in there and i'm like oh why not so he gave me 90 minutes and i i got in i floated then i drifted off and then i came to with absolutely no concept of time and i usually i guess i just shut the eyes like i'm having a nap um and i opened the eyes and it was that black like Mm. like you're saying like you can't see your hand in front of your face like and then i laid there for a moment and i couldn't feel my body because of the water temperature and i could just hear boom boom Mm. boom 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 my heart and i was like wow like just for a minute you know and i kind of thought then the mind came in how long have i been in here shit have i stayed in here till as it does the mind just monkey mind comes in it's like shut the fuck up and just chill it's all right and i couldn't feel the body like i just felt so relaxed and i'm like it's all good the music will come on Mm. it's gonna be all right just lay here and enjoy it and so in tune with my breath and my heart and yeah that's why that dr justin feinstein he can't 
he really detests the whole term sensory deprivation because he said that's quite a negative term it's like you're taking something away from people yeah and he goes that's your senses of like your, your eyesight your hearing and all these things your smell and he said your taste you can definitely if you hit that water hit your mouth you're gonna taste it but um he's like you get in tune with the inside of everything that's going on in there which we're completely out of touch with on day to day because of everything else going on you're not in tune a lot of people aren't in tune with their breath which can be a huge thing of like yeah hopping into a space where you can actually feel your body the ebbs and flows of your breath and that's why if you're doing a meditation in there or feel like it's hard i think i'll do a lot of breath work to try and like if my mind's busy you can do like an odd count one say um in for three hold for six out for nine or something with different numbers to keep you more keep focused concentrating. but um otherwise i'll just do like box breathing and i'll start for five in five hold five out five hold then go to six seven eight nine ten till i can't go any further yeah i haven't got great lung capacity but i can get to like 15 which then is a minute for a breath yeah and then come back down and usually if i do go up down up then i'm just gone somewhere and yeah. then i'm out so then that's a good way for me personally yeah um but yeah i've had friends go into those tanks and um boys boys and you know like stereotypes where you go and have it like out of body experience and like I've, a couple of people have told me holy shit i was looking down at myself in the float tank yeah. and i'm like whoa that's cool and i'm like i've never had that and one of the guys who comes in a bit he's a legend um his first session that happened to him and it was almost like lucid dreaming where he was yeah, controlling yeah, what was happening yeah. and he's never had it since but then the expectations there so it's hard to try and like yeah because if you go in say and you have this epic float and have all these things unfold for you and then you go shit i hope i get that again you know mm. and then you go in with these lofty expectations it can be hard because that's a controlling mind yeah. sort of trying to create something yeah where rather than just letting it go but um i think that's one of the things that stops people from meditating consistently is because i mean that's one of the cool things with the with the sam harris stuff is that like he's really kind of not against like peak experiences and shit like that because in meditation like you can get fucked up in meditation in terms of like i've had experiences meditating that feels like mdma mm. like it's the same shit yeah and it's like I've, I've had that one time where it was that vivid and it's like if i was chasing that like i'm not in control of that like that was just an experience that that i had but i think a lot of times people and maybe even with the float tank stuff that's one of the i actually enjoy the way that you talk about it because you're not selling a particular experience like mm. you, you do acknowledge that it's different for everybody every time and yeah. i think that that's kind of one of the traps is that people will sometimes oversell these experiences like i i mean yesterday was great like super lucky to have that i mean i don't think if i want to take something away and say like oh how would i apply that i think that it just got me to see that one concept a little bit clearer and then this uh this experience was kind of attached with it but mm. i i don't that never happens again and never happens again yeah you know but i You're think a lot of a outcome. lot of people want to go in for these peak experiences a lot of people mm. want to go on these meditation retreats for peak experiences and then it's like that is literally defeating the purpose like you're 
the goal of meditation, the goal of all of these things is to not have attachments. Attachments are kind of the thing yeah. you're trying to escape. Yeah. So you you, ju- you don't want to replace the re- replace the attachment you've got to your phone or to whatever that's given you this anxiety and then you go, okay, I'm going to go into this float tank or I'm going to mm. meditate and then become on the flip side attached to a peak experience or uh you know what i'm you know what i mean yeah well if if you're going to talk about doing meditation what how do you say that to people i have a meditation i just say but what's the word after i have like a med- practice yes. yeah yeah so w- what does that word mean yeah it's practice. just a constant yeah it's just a dojo that yeah you go to. so you that's exactly right so you get everyone wants to th- these days it's a quick fix so they want just want to throw money at something yeah and then go they they come in and expect from us like it's almost oh, this will fix me it's almost like they're yeah. insulted if they don't attain enlightenment on their first fucking float <laughs> yeah, yeah. with us go i thought that was meant to make me switch off i'm like just so you know the human brain on average can have 15 to twenty thousand thoughts coming and going each day so you're hopping into an unfamiliar environment and then you're going to hop in there, shut off all external input, which can then make this thing seem louder yeah. and expect to drift off into some blissful state. Like the chances are that's not going to happen and a lot of people haven't prepared. So it's basically like taking someone off the street going, I wouldn't mind giving jiu-jitsu a go yeah, and then yeah, put, yeah. putting them in there with... Bloody, Why can't I sub a black belt? Yeah, putting them into the world championships and expecting yeah. them or taking them to a CrossFit gym and go sweet let's see if you can get through this um work out of the day with the best people in the gym they're gonna hurt themselves so it's like um having but people look at the grand canyon of things in life like things as the grand canyon of how am i going to get across this you know from here to there and it's like man if you even just doing one like one minute it sounds stupid but one minute of mindful soft nasal belly breathing even just having like one of the guys who was an engineer for the float place told me about this one he'd do with where he'd rub his thumb and his index finger together and just get more gentle and more gentle till he couldn't barely feel it Mm. and that was just one you could do in the car when you're feeling stressed to the point and then you realize your point of focus has only been on that how soft can i get that yeah. touch on there yeah and that's a meditation but yeah. people go oh i have to go meditate for an hour oh i can't do that it's yeah. like exercise people go i've got to commit to going to the gym this amount of times it's like if you just do a couple of minutes to start with so then you might feel compelled to do a little bit more and go i felt good after that or and don't beat yourself up and go oh, i've missed this many days of this it's like that's all right mm. start again it's okay. You're just going to be going through day, day-to-day life. We all get busy and life balance is nearly impossible these days. You'll be in balance in a few areas and yeah, that'll be sure. way out of way out of whack over here and then you just pull it back in and you start putting time into that. So, yeah, it's just like um, we've got so many tools out there now, like you're talking about Sam Harris's stuff and we've yeah. got access to all these things and some people might really resonate. I love bit of breath work and i yeah. really like a bit of masculine sort of pump some shamanic music on in the headphones and breathe quite like yeah strong yeah, yeah. and then after that i'll in a dark room like a weirdo and then i'll go i'll just feel so clear-headed after that then i'm like ideas will be like bang 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 and i'll be like okay sweet i'm focused for the day yeah where other people like to sit and meditate so it's just sort of finding what you know finding your flavor and going shit that felt good i'll do a bit more of that but yeah, as saying it's a practice and people expect big things, but it's like 
you got to put the work in like mm. anything in life man you can't just expect it to just fall on your lap and then hold other people accountable but it's like how much you're showing up like your personal trainer says i'll get you to do this but then you're sneaking off to maccas three times a week and then saying i'm not losing weight that's your fault yeah 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 <laughs> you know? yeah no 100 percent. i think too um like there is so much i actually had a conversation um with a friend the other day about this and she was saying um she's like yeah but you know like i like to just jump to try and find what it is that i like and i'm like i get it but to a point i don't at the same time because i feel like the you like things that you're good at and you're good at things the more you do them so i think that to just try and find something that's going to click for you instantly like that isn't going to happen yeah and it's like i like jujitsu straight away but it wasn't fun for me straight away mm. you know what i mean it wasn't like I w- it wasn't good to me straight away like i was broken yeah from the training and i was getting fucked up mm. every single time i went to gym like fucked up but you know that it's like there is something here and it's over time that you can even learn to enjoy you know something like jiu-jitsu and i think meditations the same. i think anything that you do and it's not until like you end up loving shit for reasons that you would have never even known on day one because it's yeah. like the, the information is not even available to you dude like you don't even know what how fucking deep this rabbit hole goes and yeah. it's like once you start getting into the 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 meta of things that's where i really think the enjoyment is so i think that yeah there is merit to the fact of like oh i'm gonna try meditation i'm gonna try a bit of yoga i'm gonna try but it's like okay you can try those things but you cannot accept uh, expect any benefits from any of that without hardcore consistency and i think that that's probably a, a at least a message for me like that's probably something i'm going to talk more about is just like yeah you need you you need to go deep into shit to just really up. enjoy it keep showing up yeah and that's it like jiu-jitsu is probably the best example because that is all about getting comfortable being uncomfortable mm. that shit and you have your days where it's frustrating but yeah if you just keep showing up it's like compounding interest and stuff you know yeah, yeah. when you got it there you keep putting a bit aside yeah there's a um the slight edge that's an older book but that goes into basically doing things like on a day-to-day basis easy to do things easy not to do things so meditate for 10 minutes easy to do easy not to do read 10 pages of a self-development book or whatever yeah and you go 10 pages that's easy to do it's easy not to do but he goes if you do that for a year and you only read your 10 pages that's 3650 pages of self-development stuff that you're reading every year which could be like 10 yeah 10 or 15 books how much is that but then it's easy to go oh, won't do it yeah but if you just keep showing up and putting in but it's like anything hey you get like first rolling for the first time or like even I love my training and that, but you might even doing a bit of boxing and then going away and working FIFO with the boys and feeling like a kook. Like when I moved back home from being overseas and I just got into some boxing training in Western Australia and I went to see this guy, Daniel Dawson, who's a pro fighter, absolute legend of a guy. And I was paying him for sessions and I'm like, I just want to learn how to, how to jab. I just want you to show me how to like do boxing footwork and how to jab. 
And then he's almost like feeling guilty, but he gets like people going there. I go, man, I'm self-motivated. Like I'll skip, I'll hit the bag, I'll do whatever, I'll shadow box, but I'm paying you to teach me to do something properly. Mm. And he was stoked and he'd give me a couple of minutes on the pads at the end. And then just working on that stuff and then shadow boxing and just following the tutelage. And I'm no, you know, I'm no great bloody boxer, but then I'd go away and work and then I'd do, I used to be a bit nervous about that because I'm like, it's a male dominated environment. I don't want to look like one of those guys who's shadow boxing and people yeah, think yeah. this guy thinks he's the man and yeah. he thinks he's tough because that's the last thing I want to p- portray. So then I'm like, you know, fuck it. Like, I love this shit. So I'm just going to practice yeah. and there's going to be the potential for someone who's a shitload better than me to go, hey man, do you want to do some training? Yeah. Or there's potential to like train with someone who, and then people are coming to me going, oh man, that's cool. And then I'd just show them some stuff. Oh, I know, just like jujitsu. Yeah. Next thing you still feel like, cause you're comparing yourself to say black belt, I've still got this far to go. But then you got people coming, man, that's so awesome. Can you show me how to do that? Yeah. And then you just get such a buzz from it. You're like, oh, I've learned something obviously. But that's when you feel like showing up, putting in the work gives you the capacity to then help others. Yeah. And with the meditation stuff, um, I've done a Vipassana meditation on the 10 day one. Oh, you have done one of those? Yeah, that was a few years ago. Yeah, sweet. And it was bloody hard, man. Like sitting for that many hours like, how'd you sit so like the, how, or how'd you choose to sit because you can sit in a bunch of different postures yeah right? but with the after the first couple of days then they so basically yeah you do for everyone who doesn't know i suppose um it's 10 days no phones no books no talking no making eye contact no touching anyone else like you got to go into it like no alcohol no drugs sort of eat a bit of plant-based stuff leading into the week and it's all vegan food at the yeah Yeah. and you don't eat much but you don't really need to because you're sitting most of the day but then they work you into these three strong willed um meditations so you can show up to the meditation hall they give you the option to do that or meditate in your room but then there's three of them that go for an hour every day that you must come to the hall and you have to sit up legs crossed hands together and not break that for an hour and i would know when it get to about 40 minutes because my left knee i've never really injured it badly but the pain on the inside of my left knee and just sitting through that Mm. always about the same time it would get progressively worse 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 until the end of the meditation you're just sitting there but the whole idea is to like body scan and not give that too much attention you know like move past that uncomfortability and move around your body and continue to scan your body and breathe through it and seeing people there that were in serious amounts of pain and the hardest part was to like you want to go put your hand on some people's back and go fuck man are you all right like Mm. and but you can't you just got to let them go through their stuff you got to go through your stuff so they make you sit in like everybody sit in the same position yeah unless you really have to or you got some medical condition like they really push that. Really? Yeah. Whereabouts did you do it? Um, Pomona up in Sunny Coast. Yeah, okay. That's where I'm, I want to go. Do yeah, it. man. Beautiful gardens. Like, it's a great spot. And, yeah, I was pretty diligent with getting up. They ring the bell in the morning. It was dark. And I was up there. Because I slept in a dorm with, this, with another guy that had a divider there. And at the end, he's like, oh, man, you were so, like, you got up every day and went to the hall. And he stayed but you could just sit in bed for that one and i'm like i'll be sleeping like 
I came here to do this. Like, mm. as soon as I heard that bell, I'm up. It was pretty cold because it was middle of the year then. Just get my shit, get yourself to the meditation hall um, and then do that. And then people were leaving that you don't know why. Like, you just look around the hall and then there'd be less people. You can't ask anyone. You're just like, people are just like, fuck this. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like this, this is crazy. But it's just you and your thoughts for that amount of time. But it's like the people who practice Vipassana type meditation, their whole aim is to practice that to the point where then their whole life becomes that and then they can share that and teach others. Now, for me personally, I live in this society Mm. and I want to use meditation as a tool to help me deal with things and kind of, you know, like you hear people, I'd love a plot of land and live out there and grow, you know, some fruit and veggies. I don't want to throw everything in and live in a cave and run around in loincloth. I'm like, I want to be part of what we're in now, but minimize your impact or use meditation, for example, as a tool to get you through your day-to-day life here a little bit better because I'm never going to be doing it full-time, meditating for hours and hours a day like some people. And that's, I admire those people 100%. But that's just not how I see this life playing out for me. And it's mm. not something that I gravitate towards to do that. I feel the same. Did you did you have a point where... Um, this is cool. I, I haven't actually spoke to someone like this that's done the 10 days. Um, when you first got into it, did you... Um, were you reading like a bunch of books or stuff like that? Or did you kind of go into it raw? And, and did, you, did you ever have an experience where you kind of... You, to explain it's like you kind of get it and you're like oh fuck there isn't a self in the way that i think there is and then it makes sense how somebody could just go sit in the cave and then because for me so last year i broke my hip real bad Mm. and then i was i was in hospital and i was getting at one point i thought that i fucked up my spinal cord i couldn't walk probably for three weeks i was just like dragging my feet around and shit and then they told me that i'd I um there was no breaks there's nothing wrong but I just couldn't feel my legs properly mm-hmm. so then anyway I had, went back in the hospital again and then I was like um I was in this fucking MRI thing and I just going crazy thinking like oh fucking up I've fucked myself up here yeah and um and then I come out of that and then I couldn't do anything but sit on the couch for like fucking eight weeks and I was reading a lot of books by like the Dalai Lama I'd it was probably like a year before this I'd actually started meditating but it kind of like led up to this point of like breaking my hip and then I was on the couch so then I was like alright I'm just going to do a lot of meditation I'm going to do a lot of reading a lot of study and I'm going to like try and figure it out in my head but I got to the point where I was like fuck do you just dip like do you just be one of the dudes that yeah. does go and do this because it really does make sense like there isn't there isn't the self there in the way that you think there is and to serve that thing constantly it's like that seems like a fool's errand now and i kind of what you're describing of like like i got had that thing where i was like man i just i do like being me i think i am a good person i don't feel a lot of like uh, the negativity and the suffering that you know i don't have a lot of anxiety i don't have a lot of those negative things that this is kind of like an ailment for but I mean, everyone does to an extent, but not to the point where I want to get away from me and the person yeah. I am. I renounce all that shit. But did you ever have that kind of thing where you could see, you're like, fuck, it makes sense to just go and do this? No, I can see, I guess, getting to that place and then knowing, like, 
making more of a practice where everything external it's not important like it doesn't matter um but i think i didn't go in with like lots of experience under my belt at all and then my stubbornness did get me through some of it which is probably not the whole thing but i'm like there's no way i'm fucking going on this thing and and coming back early yeah for sure and day six i was ready to kick a tree like i was friggin (laughs) man i i was in there this is how powerful the mind is once again i'm sitting there and i'll be like looking around and everyone's just like sitting there all zen so i thought they're all yeah they're all doing the same shit and I'm like, fuck, everyone's getting this. I don't get it. Why can't I switch this thing off? Fuck's sake. And then I'm just like sitting there going through this over and over and over and over. And this is like, I was so angry and I got outside and I just saw this tree and I'm like, oh, I want to kick that fucking tree. And then I'm like, that'll break my shin and then it's going to make matters worse, you know. And then I just like composed myself, went for a walk around the gardens which are beautiful there. You're allowed to just walk. Yeah. And then I came back for the afternoon meditation and sat in on that. And then I just relaxed and everything was just felt amazing through that meditation. And then I came out from that meditation and because there's all women that side, men on that side, the women stay in, in their area, the men stay in theirs. And I walk out and there's all these little like kangaroos with little joeys playing. And because you're sitting closed eyes the whole so much of your day, mm. all your senses are heightened, so the sounds are really crisp, and um, your eyesight everything seems more rich. So yeah. because you're just not yeah you with eyes down the whole day, and there were these little kangaroos just playing with their little joey hopping around, and there's just this whole group of men standing there with just love in their eyes, looking at these creatures go about there thing un- unbothered by us and i just felt so much love in my heart i'm like wow this is just simplicity mm. but the whole thing around that meditation too is not um expecting so that's what can be a mind fuck as well because then i was proud of myself little pat on the back nailed that one but that's just as bad because you're like don't pat yourself on the back because the next one that the whole vipassana thing is basically the law of impermanence mm-hmm. and that's why you're doing these scans because what's what is now won't be in a moment and mm-hmm. the next moment and the next moment it's constantly changing like everything's evolving um trees are growing and then dying and it's just like the law of nature so it's just this law of impermanence of not to attach to one thing and that was really hard for my brain to wrap around because mm-hmm. i'm like so what i'm not meant to relish in the great times i've had like man we're having a great conversation i'm going to be buzzing after this and then or i had a sick weekend you know you guys go out for a dirt bike ride or had an awesome weekend with friends and then am i like am i not meant to think about that and like compare yeah and then but i think you can enjoy those times while you can and look back fondly at it but just don't attach that the next experience has to be like that. And if this last year has taught everyone about it, things can just be taken out of your control like that, right? So um, going out for dinner and having a meal and then going, oh, damn, it was better last time. That was pretty shit this time. And, you know, we all yeah. get in these states of mind. Yeah. But to go out to a restaurant and have a meal that we think subpar, give that to someone over in bloody the slums of India and they'd be cheering thinking that's the best thing I've ever had in my life. But it's just 
having that perspective of like okay like not to dwell and i think when negative things happen in your life it's like trying to just move forward and not give all your attention to that because our minds are very good at that and Mm. i've gone into those deep holes myself of like a million good things in my life i'm healthy i've got nice coffee i've got a beautiful partner i've got great friends around me i've got a business that connects me with amazing people i live on the gold coast we've got fresh water i wake up and i'm like oh shit they're gonna start renovations in the place next door soon and i'm just stressing about this mm. and i'm like that my mind is going to that every day and, like, yeah. and i'm like damn wake up and have a bit of gratitude around the things that you've, you've got but even i have to pull myself out of that stuff quite a lot as well but that's how powerful our mind is and having a practice like you're doing man can give you a little bit more control about that of like not allowing yourself to get steered into that spot um and majority of people are probably pretty good at going into those places yeah well it is like because it does feel good like to even negativity feels good at times you know to like hate on somebody to talk shit like you know their negative emotions can be self-serving as well to mm. to a point and it's like negative shit is what makes positive stuff feel good so yeah. there's like this kind of offset and it's just that whole concept of impermanence is so true you know like we're just riding this fucking wave man just up and down good and bad and happy and sad and horny and fucking not yeah. like there's just a concoction of fucking shit that you're and none of it like i think this is one of the more powerful things that you can kind of get through just consistently meditating is just like you're not in control of any of it nothing we know nothing there is literally not (laughs) one fucking thought that comes into your head like (laughs) that you thought about before you thought it yeah it's just there yeah and you call it a thought and these urges and all these things you're just being delivered to you but this whole pc world we live in now man and i'm like fuck there's urges and things and everything's getting so crazy of like shaming people and this and this about of course there needs to be rules and things but i'm like these natural urges and instincts of humans like we are really just animals you know and it doesn't mean people can go around and behave like animals but fucking hell like certain feelings come up and it's like well that's not shit that i'm choosing to feel that way and it's the whole be positive and things it's a great way to tell people to try and be positive majority of the time but feel into yourself too and you got to feel those shit emotions feel down feel angry it's all right like it's okay to feel angry there's a reason why and if you don't express that in some way Mm. you're just carrying it around with you man same as we were saying before like you just carry that on it can affect you in other ways later so it's amazing bruce lee loved it um he was amazing with all these philosophies but yeah just about feeling you know and it's how often do people sit there how do i really feel Mm. like we're so distracted these days we'll sooner just ignore that stuff and go i haven't got time to feel like that so i just got to get on with things and it's like well how about you check in with yourself once in a while and go how am i really feeling and Mm. then when you start to realize i'm feeling that way then you can dig a bit deeper why do i feel that way but more often than not we either carry guilt or shame or we're too busy because that's a badge of honor these days i'm too busy to worry about that stuff just flick that to the side and i'm just i'm too busy being a world dominator you know so it's just like well how often do you check in how do i feel why do i feel this way dig into it that's uncomfortability though 
that's when you got full mount and someone's got 110 kilo yeah. guy's got full mount on you and you're just like this fucking sucks right now but the tank is where you just got that yeah yeah and it's, it's right the same there shit. and yeah. then if you're there and some people it's too much they get out and like oh it wasn't my thing just don't want to be in there for the hour so they get out and just go never do it again you know same with meditating and stuff oh, i I don't meditate. I just can't. My mind's too busy. It's not my thing. Oh, I literally yeah. said that. <laughs> I know. I like, yeah, I think everybody has said that. Um, so you got through the retreat, obviously, the 10 days. Did it get? Did the sitting get easier? Because that's something that actually it kind of reminded me. There was a point for a couple months where I started sitting in those positions to meditate just at home on the floor mm. uh, to try and get myself ready for it. And I've literally, I just fucking forgot and stopped, <laughs> stopped yeah. doing it. But did it get did it get better i don't know like i don't think it felt like it got too much better because i guess if you're not used to sitting that way and then that's 10 days of just sitting like that so it's probably not long enough fucking sounds terrible you can kneel like there's different things like i've got a meditation cushion now you can sit on a higher cushion and kneel yeah um and sit that way but with those strong-willed meditations they want you to sit like cross-legged or sit in that strong position that posture for one hour for three times in the day and then plus you've got about three other meditations throughout the day that you do whether you can go to the hall or not go to the hall it's up to you i think for someone like you that does meditate i think the physical is probably going to be the worst part of it like for a lot of people they go they're thinking shit this is going to be hard for the mind yeah but physically and then physically it just gets hard man and then that pain comes up but that's what they try and they're trying to push you towards that yeah Yeah, sitting through that because that's when you're going to sit in all in that Mm. uncomfortability so i don't know if if you were going to go do it again i'd advise to like sit for a bit and then you know that it's just those three ones where you have to stay in that position you can move around but obviously better served if you can manage to sit sit still for long periods of time but I think a lot of men, especially too, like it's hard on a lot of people, but even in yoga and stuff, you see women, their hips and stuff are just like so yeah. much more open. They can bend forward and yeah. lay flat and stuff like that, where a lot of guys are like, oh, just with their back still up like this and that's trying to forward fold, you know, and it's just yeah. so much harder. So sitting like that with your legs crossed when we never actually sit like that, but you could get people from Asia and stuff who just like, yeah. wouldn't be able to sit like that because they're used to just sitting in an astrograss squat just when yeah. they're 60 years old just yeah. casually having a yarn you know <laughs> yeah it's funny i know that from following you on instagram for a while i know that you're super into like yoga and mobility and your own strength and conditioning and for me the jiu-jitsu like i need a lot of mobility and um flexibility for that that's like a tool that's like a almost a technique in itself you know it adds like 20 30 percent to the techniques that you're doing Mm. so for me i'm like all right that's reason a to do it and then you know reason b is also you know with the i just feel like so much of maybe the last you know three four years of my life has just been so around just like getting better at being me if Mm. that makes sense you know like i'm trying to get more flexible i'm trying to do meditation the jujitsu stuff is a way to keep in shape and it's like all of these things are kind of like feeding into each other and they all kind of help each other out but then it kind of 
is given me a, I don't know, just like a better sense of like me and, and who I am. And I don't know, it seems a like a lifestyle, it's, like what you want your life to be. Yeah, for There's sure. things that you want. How old are you? 32. Young fella. I'm 38 this year. Yeah, right. I'm getting up there. But the reason I'm doing more of that stuff too, a lot of ego involved in training. I'm like, well, got to be the last one at the party getting on it for days and got to be, got to be friggin' pushing myself training twice a day and all these yeah. sorts of things. And then a couple of injuries come up. Now I'm like, damn. Do I need to be doing this all the time? Why am I doing this? There's always going to be someone in the room that's going to want to throw down, be better or whatever. So it's like starting to implement these things because I'm like every year in my life from here, there's no reason my mobility and movement patterns can't feel the same. can't be better, yeah. and your mindset can't be better. And then once you get over that 30 mark and you just start you start giving the spiels to the young fellas that you were getting, where you're like whatever where you're yeah. bulletproof you just recover you party hard you play hard you train hard bounce back and then trust me it's not that easy one day and then yeah. it's like whatever old man you know and now i'm not the one telling that people that yeah but how long have you been on that kick for of like well what what got you what even led you into this because now you know you do these retreats and you have the you know the float center and just a wellness center in general and then you do so much working out yourself like what led you to that and how um, what sort of age were you i don't know it's a tough one because i've always been open to it but i was i was a little fat kid at school i was like mum and dad didn't great people didn't have a friggin' clue about nutrition wheat bix with 20 sugars on top i wasn't eating me lunch at school come home eat party pies and wheat bix of sugar and then smash ice cream after dinner and all this and going through high school you know and then being the chubby kid then i joined the gym and then i moved to canada i was there for a couple of years but i think i always had an interest in playing sports i love sports and then it just became more <clears throat> when i moved to canada that whole team sport thing stopped and i started training some like mma with some guys there in this small town it was friggin sweet man like you would be able to relate like this talking about um old mate who was sleeping on the mats mats, yeah yeah so we were living in this small town it became summer all the aussies and kiwis left um this ski town i stuck around some local lads were like oh we want to start training some mma and then um the only area we could get that got some mats donated from the judo gym we duct tape them together went and trained there from 9pm when the gym shut till 11pm because that was the only time we could go anywhere and we had no idea what the hell we were up to and we were just rolling around trying to choke each other out watching videos on YouTube doing some stand up and having these two hour and sometimes there'd be three of us and we'd just go right let's roll until someone taps out and then if you tap them out then the next Next person person goes and there'd be two hours of that and we were having the best time then went to a couple of fight nights and because we were a small town they just over there this was like early this was 2008 so mma here wasn't really seen this is when like gsp was in his prime and i forgot all about aussie rules footy i was just like watching this stuff going this this is the shit yeah um and then you go into a pub man and there's like say something like the burley hotel and there's a cage just set up in the middle of the pub and everyone's like yeah you know like full redneck just like killing sort sort yeah sort of vibes but um then I started training like more more like that and got real passionate. So 
then it became like after that I wasn't really doing team sports then I got into functional fitness and more recently it's just been um more of a focus around kettlebells so I've trained with um these dudes strong first um Pavel Tatsalain who's been on the Joe Rogan show oh sick they're um they're like elite kettlebell instructors so I got into kettlebell training locally with a guy Mikey um who's just a legend been an extra in like Jackie Chan movies years ago he's only like small small frame guy super flexible but I seen him training at KO Fitness in Miami and I'm like and he was only training a lot of women and I'm like I want to train learn how to use kettlebells so I hit him up just had a coffee with him and was like I want to learn this stuff so then trained with him for the last couple of years and i started researching like strong first so these guys are just like crazy russian dudes and they do hard style kettlebell so it's like um yeah they've got their whole system done and i've just done their level one and level two certifications and that's what i'm really passionate about and it's like they train like to become an instructor for them it's fucking nuts that's why i'm on my training videos like it was months to get cert one and they put you through it's three days and i've been training for like so long and i thought i'm pretty proficient with kettlebells and day one was like nine hours of just kettlebells didn't pick up the manuals and just physically and what they expect of their trainers and you got to do all this testing to pass to become to be able to rep their stuff you know and um which is sick because it's like you got to earn that shit you're not rocking up doing a weekend course congratulations see you later go teach people this is like thousands of reps and just breaking yourself down and going and then i got there and mate first day they pulled me up kettlebell swing most basic exercise or the foundational exercise of kettlebells and i just got my technique pulled to pieces and i was like oh you're fucking killing me here i'm not gonna sleep tonight and then everyone got up and all these people you got strength and conditioning coaches physios people who've been doing this shit for years and you have to learn to give and receive feedback which i came back out of there so much better and i recently did level two got through that and everyone's just so like there was no egos there everyone was just happy to like help each other share information and they're real passionate about like teaching people to be strong and mobile and then it's complementary for different sports yeah but um be able to do that in a safe way because people look at kettlebells and they're like oh they're dangerous they're so like you can get hurt and it's like well if you learn the right methods you won't so it's cool i'm putting putting together a workshop now for um kettlebells specific for like combat sports so i want to start getting that out there so for really working on like hip drive mobility and different Mm. movements you can do with them that can help people because i love what you guys do i love jiu-jitsu i love mma muay thai boxing i love like i love all those sports and so but i guess that whole stigma for a lot of women as well around like I don't want to get big and bulky. I don't want to do that type of training. That shit's so annoying because, mm. ladies, it's hard for me to get big and bulky <laughs> and I'm a fucking dude yeah. that has testosterone. Yeah. Like, uh, chicks, that's the biggest fucking myth in, like, the exercise world, yeah. I think. And it's just, like, doing some weights with, like, um, for mobility, for strength, because that's the thing now I'm leaning towards. All the stretching's really good, 
But if you do loaded stretching, man, that shit takes you to another level. Yeah. Like you'll get into positions. So I follow these people that are men and women that are so strong and they'd be able to go into any yoga class and do every posture. They could do the splits and all this crazy stuff and they can go deadlift 300 kilos or whatever, you know? And you're just like, how the friggin' hell? Like this Polish guy I follow and he's just like, can do a Turkish get up with 80 kilos. Wow. Yeah, it's nuts. And then, but then I've seen him doing complexes with double 32s, ass to grass, completely controlled from the bottom, just pressing them up like that, doing this whole complex, but he's so mobile that his body moves so well and he's healthy. He's not going to be injured because he knows how to do the things well, correctly. Well, he's just got crazy range too. Range, core stability, yeah. things like that. And that's the thing people take out of training. So there's this whole culture around high intensity training now. And I'm not going to sit here and slander that in any way because a lot of people making a lot of money from that and they'll kill me. But no, nah, high intensity training is great. And then there's a time and a place. But the problem is... We've gone from this bodybuilding era where everyone's doing chested tries, back and buys. We've probably all been there, you know, hit the gym. Um, And then it's gone into this functional fitness, like high intensity stuff. But what we're going to do now is start seeing people with like inflammation, like they're constantly, their nervous system is being affected Mm -hmm. because they're doing these hardcore sessions every day. And like I was saying, like when you're younger, that's fine it comes a point where your body starts to you got imbalances yeah. and you're doing these movements and if your form's compromised and it's like do as many reps as you can within this time you're gonna start your body will just start to fall apart and it's probably like you see it with combat sports or people over training and then things just start to break and they just try and push through it yeah so i think the next step hopefully people can start to get educated and it's more like just learn how to do things safely so then you've got peace of mind. So then when you go to a high intensity class, you don't have to worry about anyone else. You just do you and go, shit, I'm feeling like my form's dipping a bit. I might just have to drop the weights on this today or listen to mm-hmm. how your body feels and go, well, okay, I know how to do this movement properly now because a lot of those gyms, it's like, get in, there's your exercises, let's go. There's 40 people, they can't control everyone and watch everyone and it's just hell for leather and shit just goes crazy, you know? So just having an education around that and yeah, being able to move well. And that's good, you know, like I completely resonate with what you're saying about this whole things. It's like, I wish I was thinking like this when I was 20 years old. Yeah, (laughs) it's so hard though because it's such like an accumulation like of just knowledge and you just don't know what you don't know that's right and then you start to now with so i've just started watching this dude on youtube tom merrick his name is on i don't know if you ever ever heard of him it's i think it's bodyweight warriors is like his channel um and he's like a big calisthenics dude and he's like really documented his journey from day one and um I, I don't really do any calisthenics or anything like that, but he's got these mobility um, routines that he's got. Mm-hmm. And so for the last week, maybe a bit over a week, I've been doing this um, squat, like a Slavic squat mobility routine. So I've been doing that for like a week and whole, just one week, mm. one week of like really good instruction from a really good dude. And man, I would have put, fuck, hundreds of hours into stretching, mm-hmm. like hundreds and I was like, what the fuck? 
why wasn't I doing that? Yeah, yeah. Like, if I just did this dude's fucking thing, this thing's been online for two years. Yeah. But I didn't find it. So it's like, I've in a week, I've just seen, like, in, like crazy improvements. Mm. And then last night, I did a, a, a hip routine as well on top of it. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, this is a game changer. Yeah. But it's like, I've been stretching for fucking years, yeah. you know? So it's just, I, I don't know, I feel like, You've, you've definitely got to just like get into doing something consistently mm-hmm. around wellness for yourself like really invest in yourself and I think that you know you could get there through like weight training and then you lift weights and you be the back and buyers chest and tries dude for mm. a while and then you are going to figure out okay there's some imbalances here and then you can go okay I'm going to maybe do some kettlebell stuff and then it's like okay to do the kettlebells properly I'm going to need more mobility and then that's going to put me into yoga and then the yoga yoga might lead me into meditation mm. you know because they're all so closely and i'd even throw like reading in there you know like i, I read a lot and mm. i that's like me a is muscle like, it's the same as stretching it's the you same gotta, thing you know you gotta work it man and that's my um reading i think is like my ground level of meditation i could read i, I put so much effort into reading that I was like, I could hold my attention on something. Mm. So then when you get asked to pay attention to the breath, you're like, oh, it's kind of just like reading. Mm. Yeah, I pay attention to the words, so I'll just pay attention to this. So it's like, it all does kind of feed into each other if I guess you're open-minded enough to just like really dive in. And I think it speaks to kind of what the point I was trying to make before as well is like, you enjoy things the deeper you get into it the deeper you get into kettlebells the deeper deeper you get into float like you learn about the meta that exists within it that on the first at first glance you can't see it there's so much fine print in all these things and i yeah. think that in the fine print that's where like the real good shit is mm, i guess joe rogan talks about well with the floating he's done a couple of good um spills on it but he talks about like peeling layers from an onion yeah and you peel a layer and there's more and more you think you've peeled a layer off but even like podcasts and stuff yourself this age of information is incredible you listen to one and then you hear them interview them and then they talk about that or you read a good book and you're like they mention another book and then it's a freaking that that book there Cal Newport listen to a podcast with him bought his book straight just straight off and that's it and then you just go then they'll probably like you said they'll probably be in a book in there that i'll read or one of his previous ones and that's your whole like that just leads you in down another rabbit hole another rabbit hole but when you're listening to people or reading their content that you trust and you really love and you feel like it's making you grow as a person then and how much do you want to talk about a good book to people oh fuck have you read that book it's like and it's just people half the time you got people who are like oh no fucking here he goes again <laughs> but, yeah yeah that's, but it's, that's I feel like everybody with me <laughs> yeah but nah some of them it's cool man because I'll I'll be frothing on a book I'll buy a book copy for someone or yeah. like talk about it and a couple of the boys I work FIFO with like it's a different ball game in that industry now because you're getting a lot of people um, a lot of the boys boys who are actually having more wholesome conversations yeah about reading books investing um about mental health stuff because everyone's going through it like reading the bare one job they're like reading the barefoot investor talking about that stuff reading um like aubrey marcus's book own the day and i'm like boys this is like such a sick entry level personal development book because it's not too woo woo it's not too deep it's like this is just giving you some cool little tip yeah and 
things like that where you just give people something good entry level and they don't read much and they're like oh cool but you just see the shift now with people um who are more open to talking about that stuff or helping each other evolve and grow or asking questions but you got to be the change you want to see like if you're in yeah if you're the person you're going to get laughed like the whole Vipassana thing when I flew off the rig I was working on oh so you did this while you were working in the mines yeah I was doing four on four off and I was on a drilling rig and um we flew from the rig back to Broom, and then we always just tip a few back in brooms yeah spot to be cable beach and yeah four weeks off it and then you bloody fly from broom to perth and you wake up off the plane and you feel like dog shit because you <laughs> haven't had a beer and you're like got the dry horrors but i was flying off that time didn't have a bit and on that job your whole crew like i was working under the cranes as a roustabout so you got the um the crane ops and the the riggers basically yeah fly off all together so 12 hour days 28 days straight that's like hot as out there it gets pretty hectic like you have a few clashes you know in yeah. there like guys at the end of their tether like go through these emotions yeah but getting off there and then going for a beer and then me not having a beer it was just like the talk of the everyone's like yeah, yeah. what are you doing so i was just cop and heat from everyone because i was going on this meditation thing but that was cool because i just took the heat answered all the questions and then like yeah that's basically what you do oh that sounds like a shit way to spend your break you know that was all banter yeah yeah and um then i got back to work and then the you know most of the lads are pretty interested afterwards and some of them aren't saying they're going to go do it but they feel like they can trust you to come talk to you about stuff because you're not afraid to take a bit of flack yeah and then blokes will come over and go oh how was that thing or they'll talk to you about other personal issues because they feel they can trust you because you're open to that you sh- open you show the softer side of yourself to be like it's all good yeah. to show your vulnerabilities or show what you know as a man it's yeah. like something that needs to happen more where you know you got people who can show the vulnerability so then people know they can trust you in that space to talk to you about things yeah. and then and then the rest of the time beat your chest and be boys you know but there's a time and a place yeah. and it's like everyone goes through their stuff out there so I found that was like a good way for me to like just stand in your power with it yeah and you can just keep going like you might go to the float center and then some and that your mates will be like oh here you going for another float if you go weekly mate it might be a couple of years down the track one of them be like shit he's still going you know yeah. like he's still doing it that's where i feel like i'm at with meditation because <laughs> like i don't really not many of my friends have like picked that up like i think everyone thinks i'm a bit of a fucking weird yeah, weirdo yeah. with it yeah but you know like i've seen it in re what's crazy too because like my friends are like the people that listen to this podcast regularly mm. like that i'd consider all of those people like any one of those people can text me at any fucking not well dm me at any point in time yeah and i'm i'm gonna do my best to see that message and reply as if you were my, my mate mm-hmm. like you've spent a lot of fucking time hanging out i just yeah. haven't seen you know i haven't seen them but i've the amount of people that have started reading books or picked up reading books again and you know there's a lot of people that have started you know meditating and stuff as well but like it's fucking it's super rewarding you know for me because i'm not doing that for anyone else like i'm just purely doing it for myself to try and be a better person yeah and then i guess just doing it publicly and yeah like people do eventually people do start doing it because it's like oh fuck it's been doing a long time like there seems to be a lot of good shit that comes out of it 
and it's one of the things that I was drawn to with you when I very first reached out because it was ages ago now mm. I've been following you for a while you you are and this is an Aubrey Marcus thing that the warrior poet and it's like you are like that and I, I really look up to guys there's a few guys that I really look up to in that respect you're one of them Jack Freestone yep. is one of them uh, Taylor Cecil is one of mm. them they're these guys that are like they're fucking boys boys like they're men but they've got this real soft kind gentle like feminine side to them and I aspire to be like that like I want to be mm. the most diverse person that i can be i want to be able to i want to be able to throw the fuck down and if i have to deal with somebody physically i want to be able to fucking deal with that person and i want to be able to deal with that person like a fucking g to where they ain't touching me they ain't touching my fucking friends they ain't touching my family i'll fucking take that person out and then i also want to be once that situation's handled i'll make sure they're okay mm. get them the fucking help that they need or like you know wait there calmly till the fucking police come you know what i mean like yeah i want to be able to be that good at, in dealing with physical altercations where you have to be the fucking man and then i also want to be the person that can be so sensitive to that you know to that person or to people that are trying to fuck with me or to people that want to you know be negative and be able to support people going through hard times like i want to be able to do all of that shit i don't want to be put in a box of like this macho tough guy here or this guy soft like i want to be across all of that shit and i want to be able to do that for people as well you know mm-hmm. what i mean and you can be like they are oh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks or the more you delve into these things and dig into these areas and just practice what you preach just you are that person as well man you know like you are doing that and i guess for me like i've done a few men's retreats with some guys um manifesto and out ipswich way and out in nature no alcohol no drugs just going out bush no phones and you got all these fellas, strangers, and you're going out there and we do like some friggin' pretty sick stuff, some processes that are meant to like trigger you a little bit too. <clears throat> but then there'll be like breath work, ice baths, sit around the fire, talk, and some blokes are like, oh, what, sit around the fire, sing Kumbaya. There's a lot of fear for guys to go into a space like that and be vulnerable yeah. because it's like, what are you worried about, man? Yeah. Like, what are you scared about? It doesn't matter. Like, you go roll on jiu-jitsu... You guys are trying to choke each other out for fucking an hour on the mats. How good are the conversations afterwards? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything's gone, man. And you're just like, the essence is just like you feel this connection with these guys that you've just been hugging each other, rolling around on the mats for an hour and a half. You guys are tight as fuck because you're just like, these are my brothers right here, my brothers and sisters, you know. But then going out there with complete strangers, going through these processes, some of the most profound moments i've had in the last couple of years with these couple of retreats because the connection and the breakthroughs people are having people letting go of shit from years before but feeling supported feeling connected but there's a whole lot of warrior stuff going on of like getting goosebumps now standing out in the at this water hole just like fucking screaming like fucking letting this shit out and then then at other times where it's just softness or sitting around hearing someone's pain like and just going damn like hearing people share stuff and stuff that we carry that we're like oh 
oh, I don't know, like I'm a weirdo, I think like this or I feel this way. And then you hear everyone's got shit, man. Fuck Every, yeah. Everyone's carrying this shit with them through life. And then when you feel like you're in a space where you go, because in the day, this is what would have happened, you know. Men go for the hunt, sit around the fire, talk, share, and this is what we have. But now we're so connected, but we're so disconnected in ways where sitting at the bus stop talking to a stranger sometimes you come across like a weirdo you know like people sitting in a cafe if you're by yourself i'll just try and test myself some days and not grab my phone out and yeah, I'm like, do yeah. people think i'm a weirdo like yeah. i'm a serial killer because everyone is on their phone and i'm i'm sitting there just trying to be i'm like who do i i don't want to look at anyone for too long because i'll feel like a weirdo or whatever yeah, yeah. But rather than in the day, you're just having conversations with people and have a chat, get to know each other on a more human level, where um, now it's just become this whole, like, everyone's got their barriers up, like, neighbours are posting on Facebook, my neighbour's dog, buddy, barks one more time, I'm going to kill it, or there's animosity and there's fear, um, where in the past, like, where I grew up, I know everyone in the street, oh, can you feed the dog when we go away? And this wasn't that long ago. No. And everyone knew each other in that street. And it's like, keep an eye on the place when we're away. Get your mail, whatever. Now, it's just like, be so rare for that to happen. So, yeah, it's just kind of, like, I guess, um, doing that sort of work. There's a lot of men's work happening right now, which is so good for guys to know, to be able to go from that warrior and that real masculinity, but then to be vulnerable as well and softness. Yeah. And the biggest change I've felt when I get back from um, those retreats I want to be a better partner to my yeah. partner, man. Because even some of the women are probably like, well, are they going away to this weird thing? Are they going to come back and be all different or weird? And most men there, there's just love in their hearts where they come back and they're like, I just want to care for them. I just want to be there for them. I just want to do more for my partner who does so much for me. And they're yeah. more connected with their, their feminine energy to connect with their partner rather than being all up in that masculine, like goal-driven yeah. thing all the time so yeah there's a real like i've always been a pretty soft dude like i've been like i'm pretty feel like i'm super hard in some respects like i can just fucking completely clip people like just feel nothing towards you know some fucks me over it's like cool man you're done we're sweet Mm -hmm. it's all good but then it's like okay so then the people that are left i'm so soft towards those people and i definitely used to get a lot in relationships like chicks would say like oh fuck you're so soft and sensitive and the guys aren't like that and i think it it is true like you see so many guys in general that they're, they're not like that around their friends they're not like that around their partners but i feel like it has to exist in everybody there has to be like this i don't know like this softness toward because you can't be hard like everything's dual so mm. as hard as you can be and as hard as you um, you know can come across like there's got to be an opposite spectrum mm. to that existing somewhere and it's just like if I think that if you're a guy and then you've fucking locked that shit away in the in the basement you don't want to let yeah you're really locking away like a fucking a part of you and I think that it's quite destructive mm. you know long term but I can see that shit like I can see that shit in the way that I was raised like my dad's a fucking tradie kind of dude that's and, it you know and and I, I think about, you know, the way that I talk to some of my friends and like guy friends, you know, like I'll tell my mates I love them on phone calls and shit, you mm. know, like just uh, it wasn't, 
wasn't a thing like i never heard my dad talk like that to his mates i never no you know you don't really get a lot of that stuff from that kind of older generation so i don't know maybe it's just like times are sort of slowly changing and maybe it's okay to be like that and and even for guys like fuck man be like that with chicks it's attractive to girls like girls it's that masculine energy all the time and the fucking tough guy shit like it's threatening to people like even when you're close you know like you're trying to be a tough cunt around your chick all the time like there's always some drama there yeah it's fuck what's threatening you can't go and have a good night because you don't know like if someone looks at her she's got to be able to stand in her power to tell someone to walk away and then if they don't walk away then that's when shit can get a little bit more like you've got to make a decision whether you want to like intervene or you don't want to intervene but i think even just in like normal situations like i definitely think there's been times in the past where i've been like being a fucking tough guy in a relationship when it's just like me and a chick living in a house Mm. and i'm acting tough in that yeah you know what i mean like i'm trying to be like the fucking man it's like man you're missing the you're missing the mark big time yeah you know but there's that's kind of i feel like that's probably culturally more normal than not right yeah well um a lot of times we're a product of our experiences or Mm. our environment and then some people can grow up and start to think for themselves but some people are so conditioned Mm. a lot of the stuff you get in like sharing circles in different groups or retreats or whatever and a lot of stuff it's mum or dad stuff like I know I've done some pretty crazy breath work sessions I did one and all this stuff for me came up about my mum and stuff like that and there's stuff that as a child right you've when you're born you've got this unconditional connection and love with your mother who's there giving you life so and a lot of boys then a lot that they might be rough and tumble but they have got that soft side so it's stuff that happens along the way that's like made them shut that side Mm. of them off and and it's not to blame some fathers are just doing what happened to them right so and then you get like the worst cases of domestic violence and things but some fathers don't want to see their son cry fucking pick your bottom lip up don't cry you little yeah yeah. little pussy you know and go through their whole life like that and generally those people are the ones that are just carrying this you know when they do have a release it's like a bloody volcano erupting man because they're carrying this stuff with them the whole time yeah and they've never felt okay to release that yeah but isn't it funny men you look at like especially a lot of the tradie type blokes who are like this once they've had fucking six pints and a few bourbons or whatever under their belt and their footy team loses or their dog dies boom waterworks yeah something happens in their relationship with them is won't show it won't let it out they'll hold it in but it's just funny when you see the times that it can come out but they don't want to show that to their partner Mm. or maybe in front of their kids like yeah that's what i mean they're like on the example of like staunch strength but and but really if you can show them that softness i think it could be so much more valuable yeah you know because it connect you with them a bit more yeah and, and that's yeah that's what i mean like even in my own examples and it's like i would say i'm a pretty sensitive dude in general but like yeah i definitely can know times where i'm like fuck like wh- who the fuck were you trying to be a tough cunt for mm. like it's just you and your chick in the house like what are you doing man you yeah. know like but there is the yeah you feel like you got to stay composed and you got to play a certain role and you've got to like be a certain dude and and you know i think that one of the things too i 
probably got way wrong back then was just like you don't you can't act leader you can't act a leader you can't you can't fake leadership like if you want to be the leader of the house you don't do it by acting a certain way no you be a leader by like being a fucking leader it's like a it's a only a walk the walk thing you cannot talk the talk you can't fake that get tired (laughs) yeah get tired doing like pretending all the time and and people can see through it yeah after a while yeah so many people like you get through life like that or them the compulsive liars or or whatever yeah and they're just like it's just all an act and yeah after a while you see through it it's a Mm. shame though the usually people are behaving like that it's it's coming from a foundation of extreme insecurities and it doesn't yeah. make, it doesn't make it right but when you start to break things down actually there's this sick doco that i watched years ago it's called human and it's in three parts it's i, I think it'd be on youtube now if you just type that Can you in search that right <clears throat> it's uh, called human. human and um it's a documentary and it's basically goes for, i forget if it goes for six hours just or like something documentary yeah yeah and then oh yeah yeah that, wow that volume like all of them so basically it's people all around the world you don't hear the questions they're basically asking for their um input on what's your definition of love what's yeah. your definition of hate and it's crazy man and then the first scene in volume one in episode one oh get goosebumps now it's just i, I don't want to ruin it but you got to watch it so it's basically say like a criminal who's done something but the way they've um laid it out they haven't they lead you in by actually understanding where he's come from and yeah. what's happened to him and then they so you've got compassion for him before yes you and then they drop the done. bomb and you're like fuck if yeah. they had have done it the other way you'd be like fuck string him up yeah. fucking no doubt about it and hurt him and like before he goes you know like yeah. all these horrible thoughts but when they put it that way you're just like oh it's just like your gut sinks and and then just seeing all these people that actually give their definition of things but then they actually tell a little bit of their story of why yeah and you just get a whole different perspective on shit and you're just like in day-to-day life like not it there's how much shit's actually black and white man there's so much gray area and there's always reasons why people do what they do yeah yeah like the psychology and things like that absolutely fascinate me and like even watching things like about serial killers and stuff like that it just i'm just like oh my god like how does their mind work and it takes you to these places where it's just like justifying people the way they do certain things yeah. like all throughout history of like, i don't even think it takes that much to really fuck a person up no man it could be something so insignificant so seemingly way. insignificant yeah. yeah like you see people carry these traumas for example um one of my good friends who i'm doing a bit of the men's work with he was told as a kid he's not like it's not like he's a singer now or anything. He was told as a kid, don't sing, you sound stupid or whatever. And he's always felt so shamed. He never wanted, never wanted to sing or get up in front of people because something so small as a kid that just a laughing, oh, that sounded horrible or something yeah, as a yeah. joke. Yeah. For him, he took that with him and he was like, oh, so ashamed of himself that he's like, no one ever... And that's from people that in your fucking circle of your yeah. like immediate family saying that. So yeah. it's like 
if they feel that way or if I, if they say that to me, the people I trust the most, like everyone must think that and that can lead people on a whole different life yeah. path. I never want to do that because I've been told this. Well, I think that, um, I think that can exist in your day-to-day life just with your friend group. Like it's something that I've said on here before. Uh, I think with Dean Lucas, we were talking about it. Like you've got to be really careful how you talk to your friends. Like you've got a responsibility to your friends to be a positive uplifting person like you shouldn't you know like there's these little remarks and jokes and banter that you can have with your mates but there's definitely a fine line that you should walk between like uh what is because it's 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 not a problem if you don't believe it about yourself Mm. yeah so there's things that like i can fucking cop shit with the best of them like yeah yeah. and that's like me and sammy on the podcast like we literally just sit here and fucking roast each other the the whole time everyone loves it there's pretty much nothing that he could say that could affect me yeah but one of the things that i believed about myself is when people would talk to me about money i just i've fucking never been able to make money and keep money in my bank account it's just always been a struggle and people it was like it was obvious it made sense like people would call me out for shit and people would like that was a narrative in my life and then the people around me would support that narrative because that's how shit was playing out but i believed it like for a long time and it wasn't until recently that i just was like this is just a story you believe Mm. like this actually isn't true but you believe it you project it people will make jokes about it and now here you are it's a fucking full-blown thing that's manifestation exactly yeah and it's just so it's like yeah you don't know and i'm not saying that this isn't anybody else's fault Mm. i'm just saying that you know there's things that you can say like you got to know what people believe you got to know what um people are taking seriously and then thinking about themselves like your mate might have you know innocuous passing comment about not being able to sing fuck maybe that's like what he really fucking wanted to do and and you're it's this harmless passing comment and it's not to say like don't ever hang shit on your mates but it's like it can be super impactful Mm -hmm. you got the whole tall poppy syndrome thing in australia too you know like Mm. it's a part of our pastime i guess the poms are the same and the irish and yeah slinging shit on each other and stuff like that but um you do get a lot of that and now you got the whole social media world where it's just like people are actually comparing their life to others which generally speaking most of what you see is not those people's real fucking life it's like everyone's going through their good times bad times their struggles but on their on the gram they're like shit look at them they're killing it you know and people are scrolling on there see it happen in relation like even with us or people who are fine but then they look on instagram and it's like next thing they're down about something because they feel like they don't have oh they've done that they're on a holiday i wish we could be on a, you know like things like that it's like if you didn't open that phone you wouldn't actually be feeling those feelings yeah yeah so it's just crazy but like that whole thing in australia like the whole pc thing's coming now so it's a bit a bit harder even for mates to sort of sling a bit of banter and there's a time and a place like you're saying like obviously you you know when to you can just roast each other and there's nothing to it but language as well comes down to like body language and tone is everything yeah the the words and nothing but when people you know when people are saying something and they're being condescending or they or they're saying oh i'm just joking but you know that 
there's something else there that yeah, they're yeah. not. Yeah. You know that, and that's good. But as you were saying about your friends, it's good to be able to be uplifting, but then it's also good to call your friends out on shit as yeah. well or any friends who can be straight up with you if you can take that on board because that's where you grow man and you're like so appreciative of the people like shit that you can't see mm. and they say something that might not feel good at the time and later man you gotta be fucking grateful for that shit because it's like damn I was just carrying on like this or doing this and then take someone who puts themselves on the line to say oh you know saying what everyone else thinks but no one wants to say and then they're the ones that say it and you're just like how much you got to love someone like that because they're putting that on the line with the potential that you might react in a way that could cause your friendship a whole lot of unrest or they could sit there and not say a word about it at all just like well you got to value someone who's actually put themselves up and said man Mm. gotta have a chat (laughs) that's uh that's like i guess the general value of honesty across the board because if you are known i feel like you'd rather be the person that steps on people's toes by being honest constantly than the person that just like doesn't say is like oh no yeah yeah no everything's fine because then your words just don't carry the same weight but as i feel like someone that's just like super fucking honest all the time they're going to tell you exactly how they feel what they think you're really going to be able to value that person because you're going to know that, yeah, when push comes to shove, like in a situation you're describing, like if that person's saying something, then they're probably, it's probably fucking true. Yeah, and you know where they stand. Like I know a couple of people that it's almost too much where they're just like yeah. fucking spade, Ruthless, spade, straight yeah. shooter. Like one of our friends and she's seen, oh, the new shirts we got at the float center. Everyone else was like, oh, they're pretty good, like nice and earthy. She came in and just goes, those look fucking shit. And I'm like, thanks for your honesty as always. <laughs> I go, everyone else reckons they're pretty good, but she goes, I hate them. And I just laugh. But someone like that, I'm like, shit. You got to respect it. You know where she stands. like, And whether you like it or don't, doesn't matter. There's no guesswork. So yeah. It's like, well, she stands for that. That's sweet. And it's like, you're not always going to agree with everyone, even in a relationship. Yeah. It's not a healthy thing. Like, it's good to have your differences and you can't always, like, try and shift someone's perspective on something and go, I'm going to change your way of thinking. And that's what this world's becoming now. It's just abuse getting hurled, like, online and people attacking people that are sitting on that side or people on that side. And Mm. it's like, you're never going to win anyone over. It's like walking your talk, basically. That's how you show people. But spending all this energy, like, saying, well, you should think that way. How many times you're on the piss and end up having a debate with someone but you know that it's just never going to go anywhere it's like we're going to have to just agree to disagree and go have a good time now because this is actually just not going to go anywhere fuck it was like the end of 2019 i like broke up with my ex just had fucking bunch of shit change in my life and i just was like you know what you can't coach cunts yeah i'm just i was just like i'm fucking not gonna try to change anyone's mind yeah anymore like i just because I was like that, eh? I was like, I'd fucking debate with someone and be like, no, no, it's, this is how it is. Look at Google this. Look yeah. at that. I was like, no, I'm fucking done. I'm and just, it's refreshing. literally just going to walk the fucking walk. I go, yeah, I'm not going to tell you about this. I'm just going to fucking do it. And you make up your own mind. It yeah. is what it is. It's refreshing. But it's funny because sometimes I'll be like, if it's a topic, or, you know, religion or vaccines oh. or any of this stuff, right? But if now I know if people come up to me and say, oh so what do you reckon about this I'm like 
do you want to know what I think? Or do you want to know what I think? And so then you can come at me yeah, with what yeah, you think. Because yeah. you're asking me a question right now. I'm happy to answer the question, but uh, I'm not getting into, into a, a debate, debate with yeah. you. Because you ask me a question, I'll give you the answer to where I stand, but I'm not getting into a debate. So if this is going into a debate, then I don't want to answer the question. Sort yeah, of that's a and you just cut it, it off. <clears throat> because that's what most people don't care. They, they're just waiting for you to speak. Yeah to react or respond to what you're saying and they've already got their whole little narrative lined up to be like I reckon he thinks that and if he does I'm gonna drill him you know yeah, like, yeah. I don't have the energy for that shit it's like, but a good debate can be good if you've got someone there where you can learn a bit as well and go okay why do you think that way <clears throat> I remember being in traveling I used to been to some pretty cool spots went to Egypt and um me and my mate met these crew and there was a couple of the Egyptians but a couple of them that were living in Canada but they were back in Egypt and we met them through my friend had a friend running a resort there so we all went out this one night we went out into the desert and we got to like um, just go out under the stars out in the desert and it was freaking sweet like had some food some shisha pipe and stuff like that and then they're Muslim but we got out there and there was such a good little energy between the crew. We're all sitting there and you had like millions of stars and you're all just what? like... Yeah, was it crazy out there, the stars? It was nuts. Like, yeah, because yeah, you're just out. So it was just like a tapestry of like just stars. And you know when you're laying out under the stars or you've got the fire going and all the big questions come up? Yeah, Because yeah. you're just like feeling it. Part of so something small. bigger. Yeah. yeah. And so... One of them turns to me and goes, Ben, do you believe in God? And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm out in the desert. In With a bunch of Muslims. And this is just when yeah. the revolution happened there. So yeah. there wasn't really any tourists. I'm like, oh, I don't even think shit. How do I answer this? What? And at that point, like I'd gone to a Catholic school and stuff and I've traveled. I just got my own views and I just said, no, well, I wouldn't say I'm an atheist. I said, I believe in energy. I believe that we're all part of something bigger. Um, I wouldn't say that I believe in anyone, God or whatever. And it was so cool because they were like, oh, wow, why do you think like that? And I said that I went to a Catholic school and was brought up this way. And I asked them their beliefs. And we all just had this amazing conversation where everyone just said what their belief was, why they felt that way. No strings attached. And that was it. And I'm like, wow. Fuck, that's awesome. How cool is this? And there was no judgment of like, oh, my God, you think like that or anything it was just like oh awesome like that's cool and it was just refreshing because it's very rare, rare now yeah. yeah and it's just like well wish humans could be like that more often you know rather than think i'm in that team or you're in that team and if you're in that team we're against each other or whatever it's like it doesn't have to be like that yeah yeah i would dude i was the guy like if you go back on my fucking facebook feed like i guarantee you 10 years ago i was arguing about some dumb shit <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like i was fuck yeah it's so ridiculous you, uh, yeah you get to a point you gotta kind of well i feel like for me anyway i had to drop that shit it's just so consuming um got a mate or he's in wa but man he's super intelligent dude but just to the point where he would research the local laws everything um wasn't paying any taxes got a parking ticket was fighting it looking out like spending hours a day researching laws and stuff like that and then watching like documentaries to the point where i was watching like nine hour documentaries about satanic rituals at the royal families all this stuff that goes down that hole that hole that yeah, hole yeah. 
but the fucking lizards yeah, and shit yeah super smart dude but and I used to enjoy hanging out with him he wouldn't be too over the top with it with me <clears throat> but then every party you go to and he's there he'd just be like boom and attack yeah. and getting into these fiery arguments and then online and um another lad told me one day oh man I caught up with him the other day and the other week and he, he's really good on the guitar and he actually showed me some cool stuff and I loved hanging out so next time I saw him I'm like you know Denzel said that did some guitar with him he's like oh yeah I go man that's sick he really valued your time and loved hanging out and he's like oh yeah and I go man that's awesome stuff you should be doing more of you know because he wasn't at that time he wasn't working he's just like going through this I go all this stuff like I said it's fair enough like I understand why you're doing like researching into certain things but it's consuming your whole time and all your energy like and then arguing with people and being frustrated at everyone who wants to be part of the system to pay yeah, tax and yeah. banks and all this. And I'm like, your whole life, like you spend some quality time with someone, played some guitar, actually had that human connection, which gives you that good little hit of serotonin and dopamine for doing something cool. So you're happy. Plus the butterfly effect of like m- making somebody else better. Improve and then they're happier. And I'm like, or you can carry on like, doing this and just being anxious and angry and like frustrated with the world and the system and this and this and I go most of that shit's out of your control like as I said be the change you want to be and walk your walk but not just projecting onto everyone about that because it Mm. ends up just being exhausting too and some people are just going to distance themselves because that was the way it was you know like oh probably um don't really want to be near him at the party because I know yeah, it's not going to yeah. be long before it's kicking off, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't, I ain't nobody got time for that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, 100%. And, and yeah, like, I mean, this this whole corona thing for me, like, I'm fucking dipped out on all of it. Mm. It's just, I can't control this shit. No. I'll control that I can sit in here and I can get some good people to talk to yeah. and I can, you know, do, do what I can do, but that's it. Yeah. Other than that, it's just like, mm. fuck, where's that? I think... To some, to some degree that's like kind of people want purpose I think people like search for purpose and for you know in the example of your mate like that probably was giving him some kind of feeling of purpose yeah while you know he was in that like there would have been something he was getting out of that I think it's just like misguided in a sense mm. you know to where it's like people are looking for purpose and you can find it in places that aren't exactly like advantageous or you know places well spent yeah yeah and i think if you're looking at the control i guess yeah we can only control our own environment and all the stuff at the moment's obviously crazy but it's just like rather than spending all this time like online like getting like angry at everyone else and their views it's like what are you doing for yourself like yeah. for your emotional how like your mental health your physical health like even when we were locked down the business shut there was the stress around that like the unknown but i built the ice bath in the garage we got the sauna we we're training brought ben greenfield's big book boundless like oh man yeah. says we're like <clears throat> reading which i hadn't been doing train ice bath sauna read a bit more go down the beach for a bit i'm like fuck this is living barry you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if there wasn't that other side of it but this then would be a great life if you yeah. didn't know about the business and all that sort of stuff yeah and it's like 
like Bruce Lipton, I listened to a podcast with Dr. Bruce Lipton with this guy, Sean Stevenson. It was amazing, but he talks about what fear does to the immune system. <clears throat> and so our, like, I guess this is just our biology of like, in the day, saber-toothed tiger, say we're sick and I'm well physically with the flu or whatever, as soon as saber-toothed tiger comes out from behind the rock, your body's initial priority is to save you from that so your body will go into fight flight and that will save you from the saber-toothed tiger but when that happens your whole immune system everything shuts down because your body hasn't got the energy to be um mm. healing itself it's gonna like divert yeah energy to the, so system. the whole fear thing now of going online and watching watching these news getting caught up in all this stuff online and about things are out of your control or the virus this 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 people are living in this state of fear and then locking themselves away but then thinking like a lot of the cases with this is vitamin d deficiency is huge like people with um obesity and things like that like in the u.s and then people aren't eating healthy food so it's like eating like a well-balanced healthy diet like getting we're lucky up here man we've got the sunshine you got those beautiful positive ions go for a walk down the beach you see people out on their skaties or their surfboards or going for a walk or whatever get some sunshine get out in nature do a bit of meditation eat healthy food we're not just talking about covid we're talking about in general you're going to be harder to kill you're going to be like yeah, yeah. a lot harder to knock off the perch because you're gonna be the system's just running yeah better. it's working well you, you know you got good bacteria happening in your gut you've got like well balanced you're in a calmer state of mind your body's healthy you're moving your body in ways so then your immune system's stronger everything works better so it's just like take things into your power and go okay this is what i can do to mitigate this rather than get caught up in this whole you're doing this and you're doing that so yeah. like, just do small things yourself have you seen a, a like a real big change in in specific people that use the um, your center? Um, like over time, you can see some people really change for the better. Yeah, well, a lot of people that have had like say PTSD and stuff coming in have have other ones that rave about it the most, or people who have gone through stuff, and then the more they come in, the more they feel calm, and then they love the space like just actually that ritual of coming in but i think as well like more people are opening up to these things because our center is quite looks like quite a day spa so a lot of fellas are a bit reluctant mm. they think it's like a day spa type thing so they don't want to come in but then they try it for their physical body and go oh shit that wasn't bad you know then a lot of women use it for a pamper day there's just people with these preconceived ideas about oh but like you were saying before about sometimes you get a benefit from it that you never intended on getting yeah. if you do it. <clears throat> so I think it's more, there's still lots of new people coming in and then there's a lot of people that use it regularly as well and all for various reasons. Some people it's pain relief and other people it's like stress and some people it's just their thing where yeah. there's one guy that comes in, Ben, um, <clears throat> who's a legend. He's got, I think he's got four kids or maybe five now. And he came in and he was getting massages with one of the girls, Sarah, that works there. And so he's getting massages with her. And then she's like, oh, you should um, try the sauna after the massage. And then he's like 
try the sauna after the massage and you should try the float so now he comes in like on a regular basis he's an absolute legend of a guy i don't know how he functions in life having so many kids and working and all he's the happiest dude every time he walks in that's awesome and he goes this just gets me through man i love it and he just comes in comes in has his massage sauna float and because he gets there after work we have to kind he's always a little bit late and oh i'm sorry i don't want you to be running late because i'm and it's like bro get in there good, yeah. and he's committed man he's just like this is my thing this is what i'm doing and i'm doing it at one point he was coming in like um he was usually just once a month but um he's been a bit more regular lately so it'd be like every couple of weeks and he's like this just gets me through everything he goes i'll feel the benefit he goes i know when i start to dip a bit with energy levels i'll just do it again you know mm. and it's just like so cool to see a dad with a few kids who wouldn't stereotypically if you met him you would not think he'd be into like floating you know and he's just like dedicated he goes massage sauna float and that's it so i love people like that who are just like i'm doing it and then they just show up Mm. and they just come in and do it and they're the ones that get the most benefit because they know it's they value it yeah they lock that appointment in because they go become sacred sort of yeah and it's like that's my time on that day that time last thursday of the month that's when i'm doing it and it's like most of us are so busy now it's like oh I'll book it later i'll book it later where people know what they want they go no nah, that's the day i'll work everything else out around that how good's that oh man like even like we've been talking about me getting in there for eight like it was mm. months ago when we first spoke about doing the podcast yeah and that offer's been there for months <clears throat> but that, and i just still fucking didn't do it and then literally got out of there so i'm like i'm a fucking mm. idiot yeah. <laughs> like i should have been doing this the whole time nah it's just yeah uh, i know but we see it you know people ebbs and flows man we're the same sometimes like get busy knock off work go home and says has to go get your ass in that tank like you haven't been in for a couple of weeks and stuff because i'll be like oh we'll just go home i'll jump in another day and stuff like that and it's like she's the best she'll just books me in and go right you're booked in for a massage that's and a awesome. float, or you're booked in then you just got to get in there and it's not that's not me selling me business very well but on the side i always fill my time with something else and go oh it's all right i'll get in there at some point and then you realize shit i haven't been in there i own a float center like a lot of people yeah but see that's one of the things what i said before like that to me i really enjoy the way that you talk because you're not selling it Mm. you're letting it sell itself and i think that it'd be so like it'd be fucking annoying if you were the guy that's like I do it every single way and it's just like no you don't like no one's you know, no one's fucking perfect yeah oh. but yeah I think that's honestly one of the, like the better things about the way that you approach everything is the fact that yeah you're not fucking really hardcore selling any of this shit like you're just doing it yeah. and you're you know walking the walk and it's just obvious that you're just like looking you're like fuck he's he's got a shit going on you know yeah it can be hard too like at the business we have like breath work workshops heaps of cool stuff like that going on or massages and because it's my place of work i'm in tune with all the sounds there and everything so i've found like even going for treatments and stuff like that or workshops you're not i able find to it hard to let in, go as yeah, much yeah. where like even if i float after work if i go in on a sunday or something if i'm not working i find it a lot better because i feel in that weekend mode but still there's that whole thing around can't relax then i go to other massage places or centers that are like probably like ones in the city when i've been on holiday with the missus that are nowhere near like not to be arrogant but nowhere near as good as ours because a lot more noise near the road or whatever yeah, yeah. and i can just fucking relax because i'm like 
I don't give a shit. Yeah. Whatever that sound is doesn't bother me. Where I'm at the centre and hear this noise or people talk and I'm like, that ear's always open kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So it is cool to like go other places and stuff like that. A lot of float centre owners and stuff, you talk to them too and they were so, they'd float flat out and then it, when they own the business, it's like, yeah. It's like the old story about mechanics and that. They go, oh, they, yeah. do they look after their own car as well as other people's? Because it comes to the weekend, they're like, oh, I don't really want to deal with my own car. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I was wondering how much you did it still. Yeah, try to get in weekly. And um, yeah, like I do love going in for a bit longer as well. I just find that so good. But comboing it up, with a massage as well is just friggin' epic because you go get some body work done and your body just lets go of all that tension and then usually people go get the body work done jump straight in their car and they're back into life but then you just go back and lay in shavasana you know lay in the pod and allow that work to carry on yeah and just rest in there yeah and you just tap out man like your body's just prepared for rest where yeah. like the sauna can be good or say stretching before because like, you know, you know, the other day, all that stuff happening with you, but at the start of your session, sometimes this is going and you come and get in there and it's going to take a while for that to calm down. Whereas if you do something beforehand, yeah, you're you'll just relaxing because yeah. your body's relaxed and then you're laying on the table in there in the massage, sort of drifting off. So then all you do is just walk through, boom, lay in there, shut the light off and you're ready to roll yeah i might have to try that that there next time yeah so what else do you guys do at um at the center um a bit going on just because i know you gotta leave soon yeah so no that's wanna... all right no my partner sarah is a kinesiologist and a naturopath so she does that um and then we've got a few massage therapists happening there they all work quite differently so some are more like healing, more relaxation. Some are more sports, remedial. Um, it's friggin' sick how we've got it set up, though. We're not really paying them a commission. Like they don't work for us. We've set it up so they have their own business. And then um, they just pay the room rent. But they're all so good. So I think that allows us to keep some really good quality therapists because yeah, we're yeah. not like you're cut, not penny pinching. Like, nah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. we'll just pay them 40 bucks a massage and they're busting their ass. Like, yeah. So they make good money for therapists at a center like that and then we've got really high quality therapists and then um we've got like kaya who does hypnotherapy we've got a guy that does counseling um another guy that does kinesiology and then the big space in the middle we do workshops so we've had all sort like sound healing with like the sound bowls and didgeridoos and that breath work workshops um hypnobirthing workshops we have all sorts of random people you know random stuff going on and then we just linking up with other and we got the saunas and stuff so you know it's a one-stop shop some people come there and just do everything do the, do the lap yeah but then you've got we've got other um gyms and facilities that we collaborate with and that's what it's all about like people if we can't sort them out like that's the whole sales pitching it makes me feel sick in my stomach to like push people into something where really i know i can be better with that in a way like i value what we do but if people are not resonating with it i love referring on to like other people you trust in the community and going yeah well go see them go see them and then honest referrals just come back around in spades like you got people so grateful that you're referring and then other businesses refer to us and it's just like 
all in good faith of like yeah they're the best at that they're the best at that so you don't have to compete with everyone it's more like how about we just do what we do really well and then other people are doing that like p3 recovery yeah when they open people are like, oh you're scared about them and it's a communal thing it's a completely separate thing we went into a partnership with them and advertise together and stuff and i'm yeah. like sometimes Trav's I'm, a good dude eh? he's awesome yeah. and it's like man like how good's that some days the communal thing i love it get up there have a yarn with people in the cold pools and do it as a um where you connect with other people where yeah. our place is very different to that You're yeah kind true of huh doing your own thing and then some people yeah that's more of a community kind of you're in there with people like doing shit together yeah even if you do like the legs and you yeah know, you're like ch- the, having the a whole, chat yeah, on the couches yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah where for us it's more you can hit the sauna together but the rest is all like just on, on your own and just yeah which a lot of people gravitate to that with the saunas and stuff because they like to say meditate in the sauna so they'll come in and just have the room all to themselves um and then where other people don't mind going and sharing a sauna with people up at say p3 and have a yarn in there and all that but some people like the word sacred i like i use that before but that's their sacred time like knocking off work and they want the privacy and they want yeah. to just sit in there and you've got that whole energy of the day you just sweat out relax release some toxins have that time for you and then you've kind of disconnected from that part of the day and now you're ready for the yeah it's like part. a hard reset kind yeah, of yeah and it's cool like you're detaching from that and you're like okay now i'm ready to rest or go home and have some food and your body's let some tension and emotional stress out of the body and you've done that for yourself you feel cleansed and you're like ready to rest so that's like such a powerful powerful ritual to do yeah well i know you've got a uh you've got one of your pts at your joint we'll definitely do this again i'd love that oh sweet yeah i'd love to be on at some point um thanks so much for yesterday i really appreciate it yeah i will be um definitely making that a a regular thing but um yeah i appreciate the work that you do just in general in the community um like i said before i think that from following you for a while you're a person that like leads with like good actions as opposed to like fucking telling everyone what to do um (laughs) and i definitely respect that and uh the way that you carry yourself so thanks so much for giving us your time and um and yeah freedom float center in burley uh, it's on Reedy Creek Road. Ah, right? uh, West, West Burley, Burley Road. Road. I fucking live on That's that. I right. don't even know. Where the Shell service station is. You get a nice view of the Shell service station if you look out the front door. Yeah. <laughs> we got nice uh, interior though. Yeah, no, it's a be- <laughs> honestly beautiful, beautiful facility. Um, the float tanks are state of the art. If you want to try it, um, definitely I would recommend it. You don't have to be a fucking weirdo trying to meditate in there like me. You can just lay in there and just and just chill and do your thing. Um, but yeah, highly recommend it. I'm going to get Ronan in there too. He's never done it. Yeah, man. Gonna get the great, gonna we'll get, get the great him in man there. in there. I'll link him up. Um, so yeah, really appreciate it. And yeah, we'll do it again. Thanks, Jace. Legend, brother. Awesome. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. So good, man. Thank you. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it.